Material Components Episode 28 Wild Stallions Greetings, and welcome to Material Components, the actual play RPG show all about intelligent items and the adventurers who love them. I am your humble dungeon master, Mike Gargoni, and joining me, as always, are my stalwart adventurers. Hey, adventurers, how you doing? Doing great. Hello. Uh, Hey, I am Olivia, and I will be playing Tears of Cloakbearer, Child of the Outer Storm. I'm Elliot, and I will be playing Cherish Ironstrike, the Tiefling Sorcerer. I am Michael, and I am playing Sid Emberlight, Half-Elf Rogue. Ah, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm Reed Morris, and I'll be playing Gral, the Hobgoblin Warlock. <laughs> the one time I try to join yeah. in on you. Yeah, <laughs> no, he just fucks it all up for me. <laughs> I was thinking about that all day. No, I'm sorry. I'll do it next week. <laughs> I thought it'd be I thought it'd be funny. But do you know what's not as funny? Mm. When I ask all of you what happened last time. Yeah. At, at least this time. Stuff. Stuff things. happened. We stuff, stuff we questioned things. the cult. They got upset and left. That mission accomplished, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Here's that did a really good job uh, at converting someone. George, yeah. Uh, also, George Bush in front of a poster. Mission accomplished. <laughs> accomplished. <laughs> uh, exactly. Um, then we went to the the um, the Haven Guard. Guard. The Haven Guard. Thank you. Why? Jeez. Uh, met Sheriff Quell. Mm-hmm. Um, she was really that- nice. That was sort of funny. It was a good. It was a good breather between the upsetting parts of the episode. <laughs> sure. Um, so we told her about the oncoming inva- potential invasion. Uh, I think the, the word we've, we've been using is incursion. Incursion, which is slightly less scary. I, I guess. Um, we, we also maybe let that news out, even though we definitely promised to keep that a secret. Look, people make promises all the time that they sort of end up not being able to keep on accident. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was yep. told secrets make friends. Is that is that true? That's true? We yes. should tell everyone then. Secrets make friends? <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. That's why you're my best friend, Grawl. Um... Who are you? Exactly. Uh, so we got food after that, I think. We didn't. Not right away. Not, Not right away. away. Oh, we were going oh, to get just, food. Right, That's we're right. skipping over the, what happened to food. <laughs> so I forgot. I thought that was... Oh boy. A message was sent. And, and received. Received. Indeed. And... Cherish learned the details of her bounty, at least to a certain extent. Yeah. I did. Then you got food. And then we got food. Mm-hmm. And we ate so well. And after Probably. you 
got at least some sustenances in you, if not uh, enjoyment, you were confronted by Marshal Forrester of the Haven Guard, because apparently he was the one running the investigation into the cult of one Jeremiah Payne. Nice guy. And his looky loo. Yeah. Ooh, so cute. <laughs> that might be might be one of my favorite ones. So yeah. Far. Yeah. Yeah. But throughout the day, you had slowly put together several clues, actually, because despite mm-hmm. the wildly upsetting nature of Cherish's revelations, you actually did do an excellent job of investigating the ongoings of the cult in and around Blue Gulch. You discovered a great many things about what they're doing in and around the town. You discovered where they're retreating to on a regular basis. And it seems Mm -hmm. to be lining up with the location of perhaps another realm scar. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We did heavily draw that conclusion. Yes, you did. I don't think it's a, I think it's an educated guess. Mm -hmm. Yes. And it's not like, and it's not like our plan is to go there right away. Like uh, crossbows blazing, which is a thing that we coined last, last time as well. I thought it was Um, smoking crossbow. Swords blazing. I don't know. You go smoking crossbow. It's smoking smoking crossbow. That's right. uh, We're just going to go and scout it out. It's only a two day journey. Okay. Four days total, but. Right. Though you had said that maybe putting that off a little bit, because you know that in roughly three days' time, the mayor's cotillion is occurring. And we have a fucking party to go to. I honestly, like, we should probably go investigate this cult, but I really want to go to this party. <laughs> also, you have been informed that the preacher, Jeremiah Payne, returns to Blue Gulch about once every ten day. Or yes. week, as it's called in the Tempest Rest Valley. So, another plan propositioned was to wait around <sighs> until Jeremiah Payne came back into town, and then follow him and his retinue back to wherever it is they are lurking. Yes. That is not a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Like Although, like we do that. know that they're using magic to evade people. Yes. Or at least it appears that they did when Sid lost track of one of the thuggish types. Mm. Because I mean, I rolled a four in my investigation. That so certainly didn't help. Might not be. Yeah, because mm. <laughs> one thing that Marshall Forrester did inform you of is it appears as though there are two different subgroups within this particular branch of the cult: the the more thuggish types and the converts from town. Mm-hmm. Right. <clears throat> so make of that what you will. Mm-hmm. But we ended last session with a uh, yet another revelation that the the body of the messenger that had been sent to cherish had apparently disappeared from where it was being kept by the haven guard in one of the local morgues in a somewhat spectacular yet unfortunately familiar fashion Ugh. in fire okay But precisely where we ended last session was with a certain Cherish Ironstrike asking her mother what she knew about Kenya. Yeah. 
more or less. And I think it is on that note that we must pull away from that house on a darkened street corner in Blue Gulch for a moment. Far from the fields we know, actually. Hmm. Because we start in the drylands. The green swaths to the south show us dull green farmland, placid in the night air. Farther to the southwest, there might be some patches of white-gray seeping down from the hills that have yet to be investigated. Farther north, edge masons make ready for some kind of conflict to come. Across the valley, though, winter holds tight. Snows fall in deep drifts south in the mountains near Srothheim. The Eastwood is a cold, brittle place. Just east of Stormhaven, in that dark wood, wolves cry out, but are silenced by strange ticking sounds that echo through the woodlands. Beyond the Eastwood, south of Fair Aemsir, in the hills lining the storm walls, the air is deathly silent. And the only sound echoing on the wind is the creaking of bark and the slow growing of plant life. South of Stormhaven, in the hills beyond Fort Verge, there is another sort of silence. This one deep and thrumming, like the muffled stillness underneath the waves of the ocean. But we don't stop there, because we pull back farther and farther. We see the Tempest Rest Valley, surrounded as it is by steep, jagged mountains. Mountains that, when seen from afar, look unnatural in their height and construction. Perhaps the Tempest Rest Valley is not some naturally occurring cradle of life and safety. But we don't stop there either. We sweep away, and we find ourselves in a dimly lit hallway. Stones of red-black earth line the floor. Dull torches are lit every ten feet or so. Down this hallway there are doors doors with wide bars looking into the cells of what looks like a prison. Sid might recognize this place if he saw it. But we follow the footsteps as they move down this hallway. A figure with a long sweeping cloak rustling behind him, walks down this corridor and stops at the last cell. A figure inside looks up with eyes wrecked with cataracts, nearly blind. Long hair 
frames her face. And the figure that stops in front of this cell door says, Come now. You always used to like telling stories. The message has been sent. You should be happy. And the figure in the cell shakes her head. Hints of gold in the hair on the flesh glitter in the torchlight. And she says, You want to hear a story? Fine. Here's a story. One day my child is going to kill you. And the figure in the hallway says, Disappointing. And sweeps away. As we leave that darkened cell, the woman inside lets out a low, shaking breath and closes her eyes. She might not be able to see, but she still has the image of the last time she saw her child in her head. And it sustains her. Back in the Tempest Rest Valley, we sweep back down into Blue Gulch. <sighs> to the Iron Strike Metalworks. To a young girl looking up at her adopted mother with questions about her past. <clears throat> As Cherish Iron Strike looks to Kalkan Iron Strike and says, what do you know about Kania? And Kalkin stares at you, Cherish, for a long, long moment. <laughs> and then says, I think we'd better make some tea. Okay. And she goes to do that. You sit a little awkwardly at the small table that the two of you share for meals. She's never had more than two chairs at this table. There's a much larger, comfier chair in the sitting room that she uses to doze on when she's not working the forge. Eventually she makes tea. It's a, a light jasmine you never know where she got this tea from, but she only makes it when she's feeling particularly nervous or weary. It has an aromatic smell and flavor to it. And this has been a strange day for teas, for Cherish Iron Strike. Yeah. And whereas the one you tasted at the mayor's home gave you a sense of dread and slow clammy fear running down your spine, this one speaks of a wholesome growth. 
you can't place the taste, but it is wild and vibrant. And as Kalkin produces two mugs and sets them down in front of the both of you, she lets out a deep, long sigh and says, I guess um, this is maybe a, a talk we should have had a, a while ago. Yeah, it just never seemed like the right time. Yeah, but after all the trial stuff and the, the, the Maker Festival, I, I, I feel like we should have made time. M my bad. <laughs> this, I, I could have made time, too. I, but you, you, I wanted... you're busy. You, you talk. I, I wanted, I wanted to know, but her letter was kind of scary, and I was just maybe didn't. I was just maybe too scared to ask. Yeah, yeah, and maybe I. Maybe, maybe I didn't want you to ask. Because, um... Because you're not really my... So you're a tiefling, and I, I am a half-orc, and obviously there's some that didn't... You're, and you're not a Tanarook, which is 100% uh, no, you're not one of those, so, um, uh, yeah. I cherish, like, reaches over and grabs her hand and says, You will always be my mother. And you see her, like, big, thick lower jaw kind of, like, tremble a little bit. And she'll grasp your hand and give it a squeeze, and she'll smile at you. And she'll say, Yeah, but y you've got another mother out there, too. Exactly. I have two moms. Yeah. And I can love you both. Yeah. Sure. So, so Kania. Yeah. Um. Can't can't say I have ever been. <laughs> um, okay. How did you? How did? I, how did this all happen? Well, I sort of. <laughs> gesture yeah and to all of and she'll like let out uh, like a long sigh and a little bit of a laugh and say well cherish something you've got to understand is your mom's led a pretty crazy life before you were came around um and i know you've had your fair share of craziness these last five years and it's really hoping that uh 
that didn't end up happening to you, but here we are. Um, yeah. I mean, you know that uh, I was a bit of an adventurer in my day as well. Mm-hmm. I didn't earn the name Iron Strike because I was a blacksmith. That that definitely came later. Um, but, and you know that I used to run with Tears's. I don't even know the word for them. Um, yeah, uh, Netta. It's probably it, it was Netta. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Um, and Sid's mom. Angela. Yeah. And well, there was another one too. Um Yeah, the the other the other one. Yeah. That we don't talk about. Well, I mean maybe we should, but that's neither here nor there. The point is actually is Angela, because if there's someone we're gonna ask about how and she gestures at the air, all this happened. <laughs> Unfortunately, she would be the one to ask, and it's a little late for that. Uh, I'm just going to say I didn't tell Kalkin about the first trial. Like, I'm just assuming that I didn't do that. Okay. I mean, she knows that it was wildly upsetting for you. Yeah. During the first trial, we, Sid and I were in, not in Kenya, but in Kenya, and she was there. Who was there? And Angela. I mean, it was a doppelganger. It was, uh, and it attacked us, and it was, that was bad. I yeah. didn't like that at all. But Calcon will sigh and say, oh, doppelgangers. Yeah. Dealt with them. Um, look, don't read into anything you saw when a doppelganger was around, the fuckers can read your mind. Oh. Okay. Just skim she thoughts was... right off the top. Yep, nope, and if, look, if I know Sid, and I don't really anymore, but if I knew Angela, and if she was anything like she was with Sid, like she was with the rest of us, then she's always going to be on his mind. Okay. So, yeah, dope. But, so I just appeared here one day, or? <laughs> no, it's a little crazier than that, as you might expect. So, we used to be, you know, the adventuring type. But then, some stuff happened, and most of us weren't. Netta went back to devote her time to the Jarashir after Sid came along, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, we all kind of went our separate ways, and we thought that was it. I started doing the whole blacksmith thing, and Angela started up, well, raising her boy and doing all that fancy teaching up in the city. Well, one day, Angela shows up and says, we got one last job. This was maybe a year after Sid was around, 
maybe two. And mind you, this was after after he left, so it was just the two of us. We weren't about to go kicking down Jarashir doors to go get Netta. Yeah. The two of them weren't exactly... Well, I'm not precisely sure what happened between the two of them. But... Angela says jump, I say how high. That's just kind of how it was. She was always mm-hmm. the one to call the shots. So... She leads us to... I mean, not to put too fine a point on it, but it was a big spooky ruin. I mean, that's just, you run into those sorts of things. Yeah. This one happened to be west away from Srothheim, south of Fort Verge. Um, honestly, I, I never paid a ton of attention to the origins of these things. Mm-hmm. Netta was always the one to, you know, take notes on all that stuff. I just swung the hammer. Well, anyway, uh, we find our way down through these ruins. Mind you, I, at that point, hadn't even really asked what we were doing there. Like I said. And, uh, we, we find our way down and well, then things start getting weird. And when I say weird, I mean, like, look, I've seen a lot of weird things in my day. I once saw a bunch of fish people trying to wish a god into existence. That was weird. Mm-hmm. The god had a lobster for a head. It was really weird. Hmm. Like human body, but a lobster for a head. Like a, lo- it, like just, a whole lobster? The like whole, a whole lobster. The whole lobster was the head. With the claws and the tail and everything? Everything. That weird. Was, that, yeah. So like I said, I've seen some weird stuff, but what we saw at the bottom of those ruins, I, I don't know. It wasn't a, it wasn't a big, weird, shiny magic hole in the ground or on the wall, was it? Not at first. I mean, we eventually found one of those. Um, and you saying it like that, all blasé-like, is sort of raising my eyebrows quite a bit. So, um, yeah, might have some questions of my own here pretty soon. And that's fine. I'll answer them to the best of my ability. Okay. <laughs> well, leastways, Angela said we needed to shut it down. And I was just, you know, okay, fine, but I don't exactly know how to smash a big shiny hole in the world. And she said we needed to get something from the other side first, though. And you know me, Angela says, jump, I say, how high? So we go through the hole. Uh Uh-huh. And then 
well, look, I thought it got weird before. Because when I say it got weird, I mean, it started out as ruins. And then it was, like, really not ruins. Right. Like, okay, I'm about to describe something really gross to you, but I'm pretty sure the floor turned into flesh at some point. Mm. Like we were walking on meat at a certain point. It was Ooh. really gross. Ugh. Yeah. The warmth was the worst part, honestly. Oh, gosh. Um, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to. Anyway, we go through the hole. Mm-hmm. And we find ourselves somewhere else. Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell you where, Cherish. I really couldn't. I've never been able to wrap my head around a lot of this stuff. The stuff that you do, stuff that the old mage does. And she just mm-hmm. gives this big old shrug and, like, gestures towards her hammer that's still sitting by the front door, and she'll say, That's what I know. Yeah. Anyway, Angela says to guard the hole. Make sure nothing gets through. Because we find ourselves, I don't know, in, in this big field. It's like... It's like if a field was dead but kept growing. Hmm. Like if all the grass had died but no one told it it had stopped it should stop <sighs> and there was this river that was flowing and and she Calkin gets this really haunted look on her face i'm not going to describe the river um but the worst part was that just somewhere in the distance there was there were sounds like 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 someone was fighting a war i don't know i stayed at the hole i made sure nothing got through nothing showed up until angela came back mhm <laughs> and when angela comes back <sighs> she has the biggest pain in my ass running along next to her And that pain in my ass is carrying a baby. Mm-hmm. I don't know what Omatep was doing there. I don't know where <laughs> he came from. I don't know where the monkey came from. <laughs> All I know is he comes walking out of this place with Angela after she's been gone for a couple of hours and she's holding the head of some I don't know what it was but she says it's time to go and I say okay and we all jump back on through the hole Omatep giving me a sales pitch Not, not about you. Oh, okay, I was like, oh my god, so, oh my god, 
I mean, it wouldn't surprise me, honestly, but. Anyway, we get back out. Angela does something. Lots of writing and drawing and using the head of the thing. Mm-hmm. And then she just. And Kalkin makes, like, a waving motion like she's holding a sword. Just, like, very awkwardly, kind of like, she has no real idea what sword play looks like, so she's just making crude yeah. hand motions. And she says, it's like she was stitching up a wound. Yep. And then that was it. And then we were in an old ruin with a weird guy with a monkey who was carrying a baby. And that baby was you. And Angela turns to me and she says, I'm not going to trust this idiot to guard this kid. Probably a good idea. And she asks me to do it. And I say, sure thing, because Angela says jump. I say, how high? I, I don't know where you came from, Cherish. All I know is my best friend asked me to look out for you. So I did. Now, I didn't quite understand what all the mothering stuff was going <laughs> to entail, not going to lie. Um, that was certainly a brand new adventure, as it were. Um, <sighs> Sorry. <laughs> but, uh... <sighs> yeah. You were you were there for the rest of it. <sighs> Honestly, I only read that letter that I gave you once. That's that's where your name comes from, or at least the name I called you. Because I figure if, if some lady got you out of wherever it was you're from was going to cherish you. And that's the least I could do as well. Uh, uh, yeah. That's, that's pretty cool. <laughs> I'm sorry if that's not as revelatory as you might have liked. Obviously, if Angela was still with us, we could probably figure out more. I always did mean to ask her what happened when she was gone in that place, but... Well, at a certain point, she was raising Sid, and I had you, and... Well, life just keeps going sometimes. Yeah. 
I can, I guess, fill in some gaps and talk about what happened today. My father is the ruler of one of the layers of hell. And that will sort sort of arrest Kalkin for a moment. And she'll like, just take a long sip of tea, staring into the middle distance. And then she'll say, Huh. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I mean, obviously he know, knew that I existed before, um, I left because, you know, he kind of had like a hand in it, but, um, makes sense. But he sent someone to give me a message today. Calcon will just like. Take another long moment, her eyes slowly drifting back to you, and she'll let out a long breath and say, I'm sorry, Cherish. I, the marshal told me what happened. I, he didn't hurt you, did he? No. They hurt themselves. To get me the message. I guess nothing says I love you more than it carved in someone's arm. That's uh, certainly not the way I'd put it. But Calkin's um, just very awkward. She's really unsure about how to talk about this and she's just that's not that's, that, that's not real love something like that that's I don't I know look whoever this person is this lord of Kenya or whatever um, doesn't have any hold on you Cherish <sighs> Wherever it is you came from, at first, anyway, it, it, it don't matter. You're from here. <sighs> but then I left. Well, everyone's got to grow up and get out eventually. You think <laughs> this is where I'm from? Yeah, actually. <laughs> and she'll just like... <laughs> Are you not? <laughs> so, so sorry to break that illusion, dear, but no. My tribe's from way down south. I settled here because oh. it's out of the way.
but uh suppose this stuff is well, you're gonna be grappling it with it one way or the other, I guess. Yeah. And I don't know about all the the hells or uh, all the magic stuff. I'm sorry, but and she'll lean over and put a big, thick hand on your shoulder, and you and she'll say very earnestly, "If you ever need someone, smash with a hammer." I'm your mom. Well, so I mean, I can do. what was that guy's last name? Did I know? Bode. McLaren. Well, I mean, Bode McLaren said some like pretty nasty stuff to me today. So, well, next time I see Bode, I'll be sure to give him a iron strike upside the head. Thank you. I mean, I did say some sort of nasty stuff to Bode McLaren, too, but, like, he's in a cult. <laughs> and Calcon will say, what? And the yeah. Re the rest of the night passes as you <laughs> bring Calcon up to whatever speed you may. Yeah. Mm. The rest of you found your evening's rest over at the cold shot. The atmosphere there is one of rising jubilation. There is but three days until the uh, the mayor's birthday celebration. And that means it's almost the weekend. The way weeks are split up in the Tempest Rest is you have a, a seven-day week, as it were, and then a three-day weekend, because the weeks themselves are ten days long. Oh, yeah. Everybody's working for the weekend. So, tomorrow is the equivalent of Friday. Mm. And people are starting to, to ramp up in there. Uh, fuck off for the weekendness. Yeah. Like those kids freshman year who didn't have a Friday class, and so they <laughs> partied all night on Thursday, even though I had an 8 a.m. class on Fridays. <laughs> Thirsty Thursday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Grawl, Sid, Tirza, is there anything you wanted to accomplish this evening? Mm. At some point, you break back into Grawl's room, and Grawl, you now have a room again. Perfect. <laughs> Wonderful. As it should be. Mm. I think I might just wander a little bit, just explore... Out in the, the city? Streets. Yeah. Okay. By myself. Okay. Tirza, crawl. Read. Mm. Mm. What? No, do you have something in mind? Yeah. Okay. Um, you go first then. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to our good good our our new best bud. I'm gonna talk to the binder. You want to try to find Shikar the Binder? I'd like to find him at least, because okay. uh, did he give a give a room number? Anything? Nope. No. Nope. <laughs> cool. Yeah, There's I'll try so to find him. Rooms. Okay. 
Uh, you eventually you approach Rosanna and uh, ask after Shikar, and uh, she is like, "Ah, oh, that big Goliath fella. Oh yeah, he's upstairs." Gives you his room number. I love her. Shikar is on the the third floor, and uh, his room is actually like down the hall from yours. Because whereas the three of you got corner rooms, like over at the end of the hallway, he's closer to the stairwell. Um. Okay. Uh, I will. Yeah, I'll knock on his door. Why not? Okay. There is a long moment of silence, and then you hear a low, like. On the other side of the door, as though the floorboards are just like bowing under the weight of something that is settling just on the other side of the door, and a voice will say, "Yes." Uh, binder. Um, it's Tirza. The door will open, Smooth. and the imposing Goliath frame of Shakar the Binder stands there, their marbled flesh and solid-colored eyes staring down at you, their forehead actually coming above the door frame to look down at you. You can see they're not um, wearing their, like, cloak of office or the, like guarded robes that you've seen him in before. He's wearing some loose trousers and a, a tunic shirt that is open deep down the chest a ways. Um, you also see that the manacles are uh, attached to his left wrist. Elliot, stop. <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, and he says, uh, Good evening, Cloak Bearer. Um, what brings you here tonight? Is it time? I, I um, yes and no. Um, we've found out some information, and I uh, just wanted to, um, run it by you. Uh, I didn't ask the others if I should come talk to you yet. I Do you need their permission to speak to one of your order? Uh, no, I... Um... Well, I only... We have a plan, and I... I... Well, let us not discuss it out in the hallway, please. And he'll step aside and... I can't stand the sound of this place. It is, um, rather raucous. Well, please, come in. Okay, and I will. And he'll close the door, and as soon as he does, the sound sort of quiets from outside. It seems there's some kind of enchantment here that dulls the sound from outside. You don't know if that is a feature of this place or a feature of Shakar the Binder? Yeah. Could be either one. Um, 
and he will walk over to a small dresser on the other side that seems tiny compared to this huge man, and he will uh, unclip the binding from his wrist and wrap the chains up in a fashion that seems practiced and set them gently down on the the top of this dresser and like place a hand on it for a reverent moment, then take a breath and turn away. And you can see that up against the wall next to the dresser is laid out in readiness his armor and accoutrement and uh, a huge chain-link flail that ends in three massive barbed balls of steel. Cool. Indeed. He was not um, carrying this with him when he, when he approached you two nights ago. Or yes. last night, I should say. I... I only mention the rest of my party because I'm... Well, I'm not sure how um, comfortable they are with you. Um, they have nothing to fear from me. Uh, yes. Um, if they serve the same cause as we do. Well... Uh, and Tirza takes a, a deep breath. Um, does the name... Does the name Rashad mean anything to you? Give me an insight and check. I was literally just about to say, and I'm watching his face. Okay, uh, that is... Just got to make sure... 21. 21. The lines on his face, these craggy stone edifices, will creased down into a pretty obvious frown. And he'll say, How do you know that name? Well, um, we encountered one of uh, someone else who has interest in this group. And he heard it being spoken in relationship to someone dressed as a Jarashir called Jeremiah Payne by that name. And based on that insight role, you can see that there are several warring emotions fighting over Shikar's face. There is outrage as well as fear. And Shakar will say the man named Rashad is dead. I do not know who Jeremiah Payne is, but he is not Rashad. Okay. <laughs> I, Rashad I, was a heretic. 
before your time, child. I found him. I bound him. And he was executed. The justice of the scaled council was swift in the case of Rashad. Then I don't... Hmm. That brings up more questions than it answers. Um. Who told you this name? Who investigates this corruption? Um, the haven guard of this place is concerned with how popular Jeremiah Payne is becoming. That is good. Perhaps they shall be allies in this fight. I'd like to think so, and that uh, brings me to the next point, which is... Um, We are going to, um, we may have found where they are, and we're going to investigate um, in league with the Haven Guard, and um, and I wanted to let you know because Sadagar at your shoulders squeezes slightly and radiates with encouragement and the sensation of just like speak your mind hold nothing back uh, my boy um and we can't the routing may have to wait. My... Uh, she straightens her sh shoulders, stands up a little taller. My party and I are on a mission from the old mage, and we're trying to find out what what is going on, not just with these people, but with this group throughout the valley. And we've decided that a more subtle hand might be of use here. Hmm. And this is your wish as well? I don't necessarily like it, but... I was relieved when you said that you had not taken your final oaths as one of the Thunder Guard. It meant that you could do things outside the purview of the Scaled Council. To act without need for their bureaucratic ways. I respect their decisions, but at times they can move slowly. They are set in their ways. <laughs> Does the storm not strike swiftest when it is left unchecked? 
I don't... Um, there is some sign of respect amongst the Jarashir, uh, given to elders, and, uh, Tirza does it now as a kind of, like, touche. Um. It is a three-fingered salute, like, to the forehead. I like it. Um. And when you do that, Shikar will wave a hand and say, do not give me platitudes like I am one of the old men on the Scaled Council. We are augur-bearers. Peers. I would have you see me as such. <laughs> I'm not... I'm not used to that, but thank you. You are young. Uh, younger even than I seem. Um, I agree that a swift strike would quell this corruption here, but we seek to heal the whole body, not just cut off a diseased limb. Give me a persuasion check. I did tell you guys I wasn't sure that I could convince him. Hmm. Oh, okay, plus five. That's not so bad. That's a nine. <laughs> Kind of a, a grim, stoic look, Shikar will say, You are unbound, Tiaza Cloakbearer. You do what you think is right, and I will do the same. We are not beholden to the orders of the Scaled Council here. We act as we see fit. If you right. believe that a more tactful way is needed, perhaps you are right. But I would learn of what this corruption is doing, and I would unmake it. Tears are very torn because I agree. Um, I will say this and... much. You do as you see fit. I prayed and I waited for a sign under which to act. I had thought your arrival was that sign. Now I do not know. And he'll look over at his manacles and... give it a long stare with a nod and turn back to you and say 
on the first day of ember. I will unmake this corruption one way or the other. Or perhaps my augur will pass to one more worthy. That is more than sufficient and generous at that. I thank you, Binder. I do not wish our two ways to come into conflict. I seek to aid you, and I hope you seek the same. Yes. And I... <laughs> Honestly, I hope that I will be able to aid you by... Embers begin. Indeed. Give me one last insight check. Mm -hmm. Come on. Uh, 16. He is lying. You don't know about what, but you know there is an air of falsehood about him. Okay. I can work with that. I will take my leave of him. He will give you the three-pointed gesture of respect and say, Find rest where you can, Augerbear. I fear that our days of peace are numbered here in the valley. May Shamaran give us wisdom. And may we ride the tides of Azidahaka. Uh. Tirza will not end leave. Sid. Yes. Watering the streets of a darkened blue gulch Ooh. is like a miniaturized version of some neighborhoods of Stormhaven. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of focused energy in this town, whereas in Stormhaven, it can be diffused across blocks and blocks of a huge city. Mm. It's all bottled up here. There's a tension in the air that you can almost taste. Whether it's bar fights spilling out onto the street, whether it's drunks singing really body songs, leaning out the uh, windows of saloons. At a certain point, you see a fight break out in the street between a group of plantation workers and a group of miners. Eventually, a, f a few Haven Guard marshals step in and break them up and they go their separate ways. But going through all of this and just observing the town, there is a delicate balance being struck here that almost feels unnatural. In Stormhaven, the, the chaos and bustle of the city explodes into crime, in violence, in vice. Outside of the saloons, you don't see any of that here. There's a watchful presence in the Haven Guard that, even in Stormhaven, you weren't necessarily accustomed to. The guards there can be cor could be corrupt at times. The guards there could be 
uh, overbearing at times, but there wasn't this watchful vigilance in the same way that there is here. Mm. There's just this air of something being bottled up. And as you spend more and more time in this town, the more and more you can sense it. Um, it's a shame, Stormpiercer. All these people, they're so... They're so keyed in on fighting each other, they don't realize that they're being used. How so? I don't understand. The, 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 plan, the plantation, the mine. I mean, yes, it, it, it is an income, but something struck me about the sheer lavishness of the house we were in. How much money that must have cost. I don't think that house was bought, Sid. What do you mean? Like summoned magically or something? I don't. Did vampires do? I don't know. I don't know. It when I when I first got here, this town seemed really idyllic. Like I kind of wish I grew up in a nice little rustic town like this, you know. But. I don't know. I don't know if you can feel that kind of thing, but I feel something is building. And I'm 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 worried that these people aren't going to have the proper guidance and maybe the wrong people might get hurt. Their mayor is a vampire. Yeah, and they're they're aware of it. Like they're like fine with it, right? Like, like, am I, am I wrong to be weirded out by that? I don't know. I feel like I feel like it's weird. Everything that I've read about vampires, they're generally evil. They're evil in the Horatio Emberlite books. Indeed. I just don't know if like, I just don't understand. The world, because I haven't seen very much of it. Perhaps. Or if, yeah, or if it's everybody else doesn't realize. So I, I don't know. We are learning much seeing the world as we do. Yeah. I just. I am a sword. So I cannot shrug. But if I had shoulders, I would be shrugging. Oh, you're so insightful. <laughs> Indeed. Perhaps my finest quality beyond my blade. A, a very close second. Indeed. Well, now I, I have a question for you. What do you say... You and I walk around a little bit longer. See if there's something we can do. 
indeed. And Sid walks off into the night. Sid, roll me a percentile check. Sure. Get right there, there. Not expecting to roll d10s tonight. <laughs> Always be ready to roll percentile when I am your DM. In indeed! Uh, 12. 12%. There is a a mugging that you stop. I don't know the details. You can leave those up to yourself, but uh, there is a an angry looking man looking to steal the earnings from a scared-looking tiefling woman who is closing up her shop late at night, and you stop that from happening. Um, do you want me to sort of describe what I think? How sure. Down yeah. Or, um, yeah, I think... <laughs> uh, I think he tries to drop down behind the, the, the mugger as it's happening. Um, Look, I'm just saying, this uh, event happens, so it can happen however you want it to have happened. Great. Um, and, yeah, he drops down behind the, uh, the mugger. He taps him on the shoulder, and the, uh, the mugger turns around, and he just punches him in the face. Um, of course, he doesn't go down. Sid's not the strongest guy in the world, but he gets his attention and he starts chasing Sid down an alley. Um, and I'm imagining he, he like the guy draws like a dagger or something or, or a weapon and Sid fairly easily he draws, disarms him. He draws a dagger and the dagger just says out loud, I'm a cut ya, I'm a cut ya, I'm a cut ya. I'm a cut ya. And I say, I'm a sword. And, and then I hold it up. Uh, and I say, Stormpiercer, what do we do with villains? And Stormpiercer says, We vanquish them. Indeed. Um, and then we, we fight. Uh, I basically scare him off. Um, I don't have to, I don't have to take him out. Um, and I shout after him, uh, why don't you prey on somebody who has a little bit more money? Um, and then I walk back to the, to the shop. I see if the, the tiefling woman is still there. She definitely ran away. She definitely ran away. Um, I say, well, that was fun. I guess we head back now. So that's Sid's evening. Grawl, what do you do with your evening? Um, so in an effort uh, uh, like to do something productive with his night, um, Grawl thinks he has to know his enemy and become his enemy to, uh, in order to defeat uh, them. <laughs> <laughs> um so he um <laughs> go um, on yeah, yeah. <laughs> how does he, he do had, it 
So he starts by going downstairs and ordering the, the like the most sissy drink possible. Um, because he even even he can't get over the fact of how much he dislikes uh, one Phineas Finebrook. And he orders tea with the drink too, because mm. he doesn't know how you're supposed to order tea. He just assumes it goes with everything. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, aspirilla. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, that uh, he thinks he's doing it right. He thinks he's doing it just right. And so now, once he has his drinks and stuff, uh, he goes out on the town looking to uh, do some light reading, perhaps buy a nice top hat, you know. Um, <laughs> maybe uh find some uh fancier people and have good conversation fucking what yeah that's all he knows about phineas feinbrook <laughs> please give me a persuasion role girl great cool awesome oh no no buddy guess what it is <laughs> is it a one yeah it is <laughs> oh good <laughs> This is so. I'm so glad you went last. Oh, <laughs> this is great. Oh man, see, no, but like honestly, that's probably pretty good. That makes so much sense. Yeah. Grawl, you end up having a delightful conversation with a taxidermist for most oh, of the perfect. evening. Awesome. And it's only when they start actually like measuring the length from your shoulder to your arm. To like the circumference of your head, they bring out calipers and start measuring the dimensions of your body. Uh, that you start getting a little keyed into, like they're wanting to like talk to you about, like, oh, when was the last time you ate, and have you gone to the bathroom recently, and uh, asking you some very pointed questions about the the quality of your body. Mm. Oh my god! Mm. Perfect. <laughs> um. Really quick, uh, my coworker is an amateur taxidermist, and I absolutely am certain that he has all of my coworkers' measurements. <laughs> oh boy! Oh, and and he didn't just like, like like yeah, he didn't take them like uh, a bunch. He didn't write them down. They're all locked in his noggin. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He's a professional. God damn yeah, it! His in his mind palace. <laughs> Which I'm sure, my God, that Phineas Feinbrook also has. Oh God, Ooh, he's right? got several. He's got a summer mind palace. Um. Anyways, I hate that guy. um. Well, um. Look, look at the time. Um. It's half past. I have to go to the bathroom. No, no, please stay. So uh, many more measurements we could be taking. Right, measurements. Okay, but well, um. That's uh, you know what I've got a great measurement um in in my head um yes and, head it's so yeah, mm-hmm. glorious mm-hmm. the brow width is perfect uh, thank you uh I pride myself on my brow width mm-hmm. y- yes anyways uh, oh oh my uh, look a a specter and will just I, turn like, and you flee. Yeah, I try to Batman that shit and it doesn't work. You can very clearly see me like stumbling out of my chair and running. Knock over a, a large like stuffed bear and you're like huh. wrestling with it and throwing it aside and charging out the door. It's got me. Oh, the bear's got me. No. And I slice out the bear. You cut the bear in half as you flee and... Still got it. <laughs> Still got it. You eventually find your way back to the cold shot and get some sleep. Oh my god. Perfect. 
could Thank not have you. had a better night. Thank you, Reed. Uh-huh. You're welcome. As you walk back into the cold shop, there's a brief moment where you feel the feeling of flagstones beneath your feet, the smell of parchment, the feeling of shelves just beyond what you can touch. But then it passes as you enter the threshold. Uh, Grawl definitely thinks he's succeeded. Hundred percent. Imagining Phineas Finebrook like, what is he? What is he doing? Just watching me. My God, he's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had an adversary so stupid before. <laughs> You won't know what to do. Curious and curious. So, you all find what rest you can after long day and conversation. And uh, find what sleep you can where you can. And I think it is there that we will take our break. And when we return, we shall find ourselves on the 17th day of shade. And our heroes uh, are going to be figuring out what they're going to be doing. Greetings, my friends. I am Omatep Duskwalker, owner and proprietor of Duskwalker Import and Export TM, here today to talk to you about something that has honestly vexed me for a little while, and that is generic magical item bonuses. You know, sometimes magic items are just that, generically magical, and usually you see this with armor and weapons, they will have just random magical bonuses. Sometimes you'll have a sword that can light on fire, sometimes you'll have armor that makes you more sneaky. But sometimes it's not nearly that cool. It is just a weapon that hits a little bit harder. Or armor that protects you a little bit better. By, you know, a factor of one, or two, or possibly three. Maybe sometimes four if we're getting really crazy. But you know, not all magical items need to be big and flashy. Sometimes that plus one to your armor can make all the difference in the world. Sometimes that plus two to your damage on a very regular basis is better than a 1d6 of fire that is, you know, sporadic at times. My question is, how do they figure out how to do that stuff? It's just wave a magic wand and suddenly a sword can hit a little bit harder? I mean, look, I get if a sword can suddenly be imbued with magical ice properties that can suck the warmth out of the air around you. But how can you make it so it's just, you know, a little bit better sometimes? Eh, I'll leave that up to the wizards. Anyway, all I'm really saying is don't discount those very generic magical upgrades, because sometimes they'll save your life, or take the lives of your enemies. With all of that in mind, let's get you back to the action. And welcome back to Material Components. When last we left our heroes, they had questioned those around them and gotten some answers. Maybe not the answers they wanted, maybe not the answers they were seeking, but answers nonetheless. And Grawl talked to a weird taxidermist. You have the best night out of everyone, I think. Honestly, probably. Yeah. That is until he finds himself sleeping. Oh. <sighs> mm-hmm. 
Because if everyone else is going to have a conversation, we wouldn't want to leave Grawl out of it, would yeah, we? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Grawl. Gonna ruin my night, Mike. <laughs> as always, you find yourself in the long, dark corridors of this strange library. You can see the shelves now, that low green glow coming from nowhere. You, perhaps. The shelves are lined with tomes, scrolls, tablets, books of every description. Books that defy description. Things that you wouldn't even classify as... Articles of information, strange, polished pieces of glass and steel, strange floating lights, ephemeral, constantly scrolling information across a hovering display. What do you do? Is there anywhere one around? Do I see any like telltale, like green eyes off in the distance or anything? No. Um, can I read any of this information? That's what do you inspect? Uh, you said there's like some floating green, like text uh, stuff, right? You walk over to strange floating texts. Mm -hmm. You inspect them. They're in a language you don't know. Okay. Well, dang it. Um, is there... They're just books, right? There are books, yes. Okay. This Is this, like, for the player read, this is like a weird holographic kind of thing happening in front of me? There, some of the things on the shelf here are strange holograms, yes. There are okay. also books and scrolls and tablets and tablets as the player read might know them. But ah, the character it. Grawl has no concept of what these things are other than strange surfaces made of glass and polished steel. Hmm. Can I... Is there any sort of, like, organization to it? Like, is there a visible, like, oh, this is the fantasy section. Is there a Dewey Decimal System? Give me an intelligence saving throw. That is a nat 20, my friend. Yeah. Hell yeah. You wander the stacks of this place, trying to make sense of the system of organization here. And you think you begin to touch on it. There is a organizational system here that is not based on content or author or subject matter. It is a reference point in time. The strange part is you see things that are strange, futuristic even, recording events that may have happened in the past. You see stone tablets that may be documenting 
things that haven't happened yet. You see moldering tomes that are recording events that are ongoing. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any linear sense to your brain, but there seems to be a system here based on time. Are there any spots that are empty? You don't know. If there are, you haven't seen them yet. The snacks here go on forever. Okay. To your left, to your right, up and down. You stare upwards into the infinite distance, and the the shelves seem to go up and up and up, fading away into darkness. And the hallways that you wander down seem to have no end. It's a, a spiraling maze with no center, no beginning, and no end. Occasionally you'll find some hollow, some clearing in the stacks where a table might be set out, a set of chairs might be organized in a semicircle, but they're empty, bereft of life. Um... Can... I'm, I'm gonna sit down at the table. It's sort of like a little ding for a bell for like service around here, like no. library needs help. Hang up. This seems to be a table meant for study. Perhaps yeah. to make notes, dictate something. Is there any loose like paper anywhere? Not that you've seen. Oh. The tables are empty, the chairs are empty. It's only the shelves that are full. And the books are always filled with information. There's nothing like there's no blank pages you, in any of them. How many books do you try? A couple dozen. Let's try that. I got time. Every book you pull, sometimes you understand what's written inside of them. Sometimes you don't. Sure. And all of them are full. Huh. Hmm. Do I have my sword with me? Not at the moment. Can I summon it? You attempt to summon the sword? Mm-hmm. As you do, it coalesces into your hand. But not as a sword. It coalesces in your hand as a scroll. Mm -hmm. And that's when your eyes start to itch. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to open the scroll. Okay. Uh, I am, gonna, however, going to go sit back down at the table. Okay. You do. There are seven chairs at this table. You sit down this long, broad, oaken table in a circular patch of shelves surrounding you. It's as though you're in some kind of coliseum of knowledge. Battle of the Wits. Uh-oh. 
Um, okay. And there are, are all the chairs like perfectly like tucked in or is there any they are like this until you there? disturb them. Okay. Uh, just to see what would happen. I'm going to pull out one, leave it and then walk around to the other side of the table and sit down in the chair. Like that would be like as close to opposite as possible. Cause. Okay. See what would happen. You do that. Okay. And put the scroll on the table. All right. I don't want to look at the scroll because I feel like Mr. Finebrook's going to be seeing what I see too. Doctor. Yeah, he isn't. <laughs> there are no titles here, okay? And besides, he could be lying. He might not actually be a doctor. That's true. He might just be like like a nurse's assistant. He might be like a doctoral candidate, but he hasn't actually finished his thesis uh, yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was beneath him. It could be an honorary degree. <laughs> um. Anyways. Um... <laughs> Uh, good, good, good podcasting. Read. Um, <laughs> I, I, uh, what happens if I do Eldritch Sight? Does that make the itching go away? You try to open your Eldritch Sight, and nothing happens. It's already as Eldritch as it gets. <laughs> oh no! There could always there could be more tentacle. Always. Um. Okay. Well. I am at a loss. I want to read the scroll. Screw it. I'm going to read the scroll. Okay. I'm going to open it up. Lean forward, your eyes still itching. You unroll the scroll in front of you. It's Is it both eyes or just one eye? It's both eyes. Damn it. <laughs> the paper of the scroll is black. And the words cool. written upon it are etched with green, sparkling emerald ink. Written in abyssal. And it says, Do not let him read the books. And I can understand that? Yes. Okay. Because it is the same language in which the runes upon your sword is written. Ah, okay. Did I find any other books that were written in the same language? In my, no. like, mad grab for things? Okay. Don't let him read the book. Well, that could be anyone. It doesn't say book. It says books. <laughs> Do not let him read the books. Okay. And when you read that, a voice from across this little clearing in the stacks says, Well, that's rather disappointing. And coming out of a stack of books 
cutting around a corner, you see the form of Dr. Phineas Finebrook. Hands hey, resting yeah, yeah. at the small of his back. His stuffy little suit. Proper and neat. <laughs> and he'll look at you and cock a little eyebrow. His slightly balding pate. Uh, seeming to have a, a bit of a dull sheen in this place. And he will run a hand over the spines of some books as he walks forward towards you. And he will say, How is this possible? I must know. It's, a, it's an ancient family secret. <laughs> Please. There's no need for that sort of thing. I'm sorry, I can't tell you. Uh, it was my great-great-grandmother's, and she swore me to, to secrecy. <laughs> She'd murder me now if I was even talking about the fact that it was a secret. You're a terrible liar. I know. <laughs> Clearly the gifts the parasite has bestowed upon you are not uh, those of guile. I don't know what that means. That's Grawl saying that, not Reed. Okay, I just want you yeah. guys to know no, no, that. Yeah, okay. we're laughing no. at something different. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but you could read them, yes? You can pull a book off of one of these shelves and read it. I mean, can, can, can you not? It's a library. And he will scoff and say, <laughs> A library? Yes. Of course. So, I'm going to get up and start walking towards Phineas Feinbrook. Okay. I'm going to grab a book off the shelf, mm -hmm. and look at it, and I want to see if I can lie to this fool. Uh, come on. As you pull a book off the shelf, you see him go... And inhale it with excitement. Ew. Mm, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna open it up. Okay. A hundred and one ways to kick a tiny man's ass. You feel the itching Number behind one. your eyes as you read the book. I close it. I close it. <laughs> And oh, when you look up, you see Phineas Finebrook standing there, his eyes going from a milky white back to their dull brown. And he'll let out a little shiver. Yes! Thank you for that. Was that so hard? Yep, gonna bum rush this fool. <laughs> you rush towards the doctor barreling through the illusory man in front of you. Fuck, he sucks so much. And he says, Oh, come now. There's no need for that. Oh, no, I'm trying to get to the bathroom. You're in my way. <laughs> Indeed. Well, if you feel like having a good read in here, please don't let me stop you. 
Well, good chat. Let's do it again. Next same time next week. Do do I schedule something with you? I don't know how you're doing this. Also, you're the itchy the eye thing, right? I just thought it was the drylands. But I need some magical visor. You can read the called. books without actually being here. How is that possible? I told you, ancient family secret. How how much do I have to lie to you? Is it the forge bond? Is that what's done it for you? Oh, yes, the forge bond. Mm-hmm. Yes, I've got 14 different forge bonds. <laughs> I'm the first of my kind. I am a magical warrior the world has never seen. Why on earth is this gift wasted on you? I don't know. Looks like I'm special and you're short, so... Hmm. <laughs> I've been enjoying tormenting you these last few weeks. I really have. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. But this confirmation, it's its too good. Wouldn't you like to just be rid of all this troublesome knowledge? I, I'd honestly be rather rid of you. And that is completely possible. Yeah. All you just need to do is away. tell me how you're doing it. How you're here now. Clearly you've traversed the dreamlands. That's true enough. That's, okay. a, that's a simple feat, though. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Yes. And mother, though. <laughs> you're going to take a really big stick and you're going to jam it up your own ass. Peace. And I just keep walking. <laughs> You can't escape me. You know that, That's right? Fine. I don't have to talk to you, though. But I'm always there, you know, watching, mm -hmm. waiting. Mm -hmm. Like a fly. Perhaps. And his voice echoes behind you as you wander off into the stacks. Eventually, as you're wandering around, you feel the itching fade from your eyes. And then you turn a corner, and suddenly there is a cat staring at you. Tiny cat? Medium-sized tomcat. Okay. Fluffy? Not fluffy? Spooky-looking cat? It has short black fur but for a small ring of white going around its neck that sort of stripes down its chest a little bit. And it's staring at you with these big red eyes that gleam as your light hits them. Lots of surprises today. And the cat will say, well, I'll say. Not going to lie, not the voice I expected coming out of that. Um, and I did not expect anyone else to be traversing the dreamlands down here. Not going to lie. Hang on, give me a minute. Give me a minute. I can figure this one out. I, I know this. I'm. Hmm. 
and the cat's tail will twitch and it will turn around and start stalking away through the stacks. Oh my god, the mayor's a dream cat. And the cat will stop and, like, look over its shoulder and say, Yes, that's what's happening. <laughs> not the mayor. Maybe the mayor. Grawl's not smart enough to figure this out. Grawl, you wake up in the morning more confused than anything. Yeah. I'm going to be so mad. Oh, man. But when you stare out the window you climbed out yesterday, mm-hmm. you see in the, the pre-dawn light a dead rat has been left on your windowsill. <laughs> Kitty! Aww. Peace offering or threat? <laughs> A threat of peace. Got it. A threat of peace. Ooh. Uh. <laughs> uh. Anyways. Cool. You also find a note left on your dresser that says in a fine well-written script, I'm sure we'll speak again soon. Uh, I make a very nice little paper airplane and just chuck it out the window. (laughs) (laughs) The rest of you find yourselves awake the next morning, gathering back up at the cold shot eventually, finding (sighs) breakfast where you can. Big Furball, who runs the early morning shift here, is more than happy to start busting out maybe a a little more uh, eccentricity in the breakfast menu, now that some people are sticking around to maybe have breakfast on a regular basis. He's trying this new thing that he's heard of called eggs. (laughs) Wait, he's trying them? He made them for himself. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) He's heard they're popular in the early morning crowds, but he's never dared attempt the effort. I'm gobsmacked. Can't wait to try it. Absolutely knackered. It's raw! (laughs) So, you all gather back up at the cold shot. Mm. Yes. Yeah. It is perhaps a few hours beyond sunrise. You are all well rested, recovering from yesterday's events. Grawl again, you're more confused than anything. That really doesn't surprise me at this point. Like, Or maybe you're not. Maybe you're just accepting everything as it comes these days. I think <laughs> I think the only way to beat him at his game is not to play. Is what I think he's thinking now. Hmm. Or maybe it's like one of those things where like you, you had a really bad breakup <laughs> with someone and you really want to get back together, but in order to do that, you need to make it look like you're having just the best time in your life. <laughs> so I'm just doing great. Girl's doing great. It's gotta be it. You're playing mm-hmm. hard to get. The best vengeance is a life well lived. <laughs> Bring it, uh... tiny man. God. Don't take that to heart, Mike. Don't 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 make me bleed again, please. He already has. I know. <laughs> so, you all meet back up? Yeah. yeah. Whew. Cherish, Slept well. How much of recent events did you tell Kalkin? 
Just to, or let me uh, let me narrow it down. What did you leave out? Well, so she said that she had some questions vis-a-vis me being like, oh yeah, a big shiny hole in the world. So that sounds familiar. Um, so I think I told her that we did sort of the same thing that she and Angela did up north. Uh, Sid having done the mending, the physical mending of the realm scar. I think I do drop the word realm scar as well. Yeah, that um, word means nothing to her. Yeah, I just like you know it, we don't have to keep calling it a big shiny hole in the world. Um, mm-hmm. Just you know, it's for 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 uh, expediency. <laughs> um, and I tell her that there's. A similar thing happening down south that we're going to check out that might have something to do with this cult that is also being investigated by the Haven Guard. Okay. Um, and I... Yeah, again, I just really want to know yeah. what details do you leave out in terms of your dealings with the old mage, the realm scars on a whole, your mission, because uh, Kalkin has not pressed you about any of that. Yeah. Um. But if you just tell her the bare minimum that, like, realm scars is a thing that's happening, then she will accept it and offer whatever help she can. Yeah, that's pretty much... Okay. I think that's pretty much it. All right, yeah. She offers to swing the hammer if you need it. And I tell her that she just needs to focus on doing her thing. And I will ask for her help if I need it, but I don't want her to get hurt. All right. Because of me. Fair enough. Um, Okay. So, yeah, you all meet back up at the called shot. Um... There might be rumors in the street of a uh, a, a daring <laughs> rescue in the night. It's nothing. It's Cherish, on your way down the road, you might hear someone's like, Did you hear? Someone tried to rob Sasha last night, and someone with a talking sword stepped in. Could be anyone. <laughs> Could literally just be anyone. Could be anyone. I mean... <laughs> Statistically, how many people have talking swords? I don't know. I don't know the data. It's but act- it was probably Sid, and at least he wasn't robbing anyone. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Cherish doesn't say anything, though, when she gets to the cold shot. Okay. So, yeah. Coffee, eggs, oatmeal, Ooh. grits. How are the eggs? I was literally just about to ask that. <laughs> uh, crispier than you would perhaps prefer. Mm. Uh, no, no, girl's down for it. A little just bit like of shell in there too. Yeah, just yeah. yeah. The yolks are cooked all the way through. It's more of a scramble. Uh, okay, mm. yeah, that's fine. I like the crispy bits. 
it started out as poached eggs, but it's a scramble now. <laughs> you know, and honestly, sometimes that's how it goes. <laughs> Live and learn. You decide halfway through, I guess, scramble. Yeah. Yeah. You're just like, no, there's no way I'm going to be doing this today. Um, does anybody ask about yesterday? That is a um, thing, because Tirza, Grawl, Sid, you're still very much unaware of what was on that message that was given to Cherish. Uh, however, I think Tirza doesn't ask about that and just asks, like, if you're okay. Um. Again, I'm still not sure. Honestly, but um, at least at least we have more information um, than we did. Uh, and I think she goes over what was on the the. I think she still has the bounty notice with her, and kind of goes over everything that's on it. Like who okay. it's from and everything, all that, all the good. Well. I'm I'm just not sure like uh, <laughs> because the leap that I, Elliot, the player am making is that the seal on the bounty notice is from Asmodeus because there's nine rings and a throne that just seems a little obvious to me mm -hmm. um, Cherish does not know any names um, Cherish would know the name Asmodeus. It's very difficult to research the Hells and not come across yeah, that name. Yeah, okay, okay. So, she probably would be able to make that leap as well. Um, whether or not she's right, but, like, I, I think that that is... It, it's... I don't know what else, who else it could be. You did go out of your way <laughs> on one of your in-between years between the trials, researching the Hells almost exclusively. Yeah. So yeah. in the research you found there, the names of the Archdevils are seldom, if ever, written down because right. it seems the dominions of the Archdevils is that of contracts and law. So they can become aware of things that are written down. Yeah but it is difficult to discuss the Nine Hells without talking about their ruler, and it seems as though one way to dilute the awareness of a creature like Asmodeus is to write their name down a lot. Because if it's written down a uh, bunch, you can't necessarily go checking in on every single little writing, writing down of it. The other archdevils are, there's less known about them, so you can't mm -hmm. necessarily just write their name in a book a bunch <laughs> of times without attracting their attention. Yeah. Asmodeus has been around long enough and has been established enough that he won't necessarily be checking in on every little mention of his name. Yeah. And again, it's a little wishy-washy about if they're actually aware of every time their names are written down. That's just kind of yeah. a folk logic. Yeah. Um, okay, so yeah. So, like, she's like, yeah, so, like, the head honcho has a bounty out for me, I guess. Um, 
from what I researched, my father is I essentially a rival, so I guess that makes sense. Um, a rival of Deus? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah. Um, so does, does that mean you're like... Are you like a... You're you a princess? Ugh, I don't know, and I hope not. Okay, because that'd be weird. Because it not, would be I, weird, I just, and I also like but also yeah. kind of cool. No, yeah, but we've already established no. like a hierarchy to the group, and I don't want to go messing that up now. I, <laughs> I mean, like I meant that it would be weird and bad because I hate my father. Mm. Right, that was the other point I was just about okay. to get to. Okay, that's good, the prime good, thing. Good yeah. save. Good but save. What about what about this? You overthrow your father. You take the throne. Huh? I mean, I'm going to kill him. Right. For sure. But, like, yeah. I don't... I live here. True. And inside your head, Cherish, Maz says, For once the idiot shows promise. <laughs> <laughs> to which is she referring, though? Which idiot, though? There's so many here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so many idiots. This table is full of them. Um, oh, we're doing great. And at I... your hip, Stormpiercer will say, Cherish chooses the route of the hero. Like, I'm going to save my mom. I'm going to kill my dad if I have to, which I probably will, because it sounds like he sucks. He made somebody carve into their arm that he loves me. Gross. Um, Very. frankly, I don't know what Asmodeus is worried about. <laughs> cool. Yeah. So it has your guys' names on here too. Not as like, obviously a bounty, but in terms of, my known associates, so I don't know what we're going to do about that. Did it have like a power ranking, like the most dangerous members of your party, or is I mean, it just like a know. nondescript? I mean, we don't, have, we don't have to say it out loud. We already know. Yeah. Okay. Why okay, don't we all? Why don't you all three say it out loud? On uh, I'll count to three. No, and no, 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 no. Say no, it out I loud on the count of three, and I'll tell you say, if you're right or not. Say who's the most dangerous? Yes, and I'll tell you if you're right or not. Because it is listed on here, I am lying. <laughs> I, I don't need to prove anything. I'm 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 comfortable with who I am as a hobgoblin. Yeah, so, being second's not too bad, huh? I I don't know how 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 do you feel about it? I mean, I'm not so you know. You're you're not feeling about it. I'm it's important to check in with yourself. Second, I'm Storm Piercer will say we all, can all agree it's Tirza, right? <laughs> And yes. Maz will say, indeed. The memory of being zapped several times by lightning. <laughs> Didn't you knock me out against the walls? Was that you? Yes, she did. Yeah, yeah that, did. that flashes in, uh, across my brain hole. All you said was most dangerous, not most effective. Mm. That is true. And yet, this dumb bitch still thinks I can take Tirza in a fight? I do not understand her logic. Again, just most dangerous. 
not necessarily strongest either. It's true. Hmm. Anyway, I'm not going to get into all the reasons that I would lose against here that okay. I'm fighting. Again, once we all get to level 20, we'll have our battle royale. We'll settle this, like, sure. uh, oh, I mean, like, <laughs> uh, As soon as I get dragon wings, I'm okay. <laughs> so, hell yeah. You were discussing the details of the wanted poster. You bring yes. up the fact that you believe it is the work of. Asmodeus, the Lord of the Nine. Yes. For reasons that are still a little unclear, other than a general knowledge of a rivalry between the Lord of Cania and the Archduke of the Hells himself. Mm-hmm. Why he would do something as drastic as release someone from any contract of their choosing. Yeah. The ramifications of that line don't necessarily sink in to everyone in the party, but I think, Cherish, you've done enough research at this point that the weight of that reward is something you can acknowledge and be aware of. Yeah. That is the greatest gift that a devil might bestow. Yeah. Because you would be aware that the hierarchy, as it stands, is that Asmodeus can usurp the debt of any archdevil. There are definitely stories that exist of clever adventurers who go around the backs of archdevils they make deals with to then make a further deal with Asmodeus himself. That mm -hmm. almost universally ends in tragedy in some way. Yeah. <laughs> but it can be done. Do you think there's any connection between Asmodeus and, I don't know, this cult? Just throwing it out there. I honestly have no idea, unless Mike tells me otherwise. Mike? I've got Who? nothing for you. Yeah, okay, I don't know. I don't know, Sid. Just thought I had the other day. Before all of this came up? Yeah. Mm -hmm. do, you, do you maybe mean yesterday? Yep. That's okay. the word. Yeah. Sid's not good with time. No concept. It's just a construct. Yeah. That is, that is true. Um, so, uh... So... What do we do about this cult? How are we going to infiltrate? I thought we were just going to sneak around. Sure. Gain some insight. Uh, I mean, I don't... I, infiltration might not be the best idea since we um, kind of played our hand yesterday. Yes, we did do that. I regret giving them our faces, but Frankly, they probably have our faces already. Yeah. I mean, yeah. They have tried to kill us else elsewhere. So many times. Yeah. yeah. I can't even count that high. I mean, it's uh, only like four, but... Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think five. 
because I have that many fingers on my hand. <laughs> uh, you actually only have four and a thumb. I don't know if you know that. Well, thumbs are fingers, right? No, thumbs are um, thumb. Cherish, thumbs are fingers? I didn't take anatomy. I just know shit about magic. Okay. I'm worried now. I know your extremities are called phalanges, but... Okay. About all this... Um... Fingers? <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Tirza was like, this close to answering. Um... <laughs> And then I'm basically just going to lay out like the entirety of the conversation I had with Shikar, including the fact that I don't think he's going to wait for us to act. So we need to act quickly, is what you're saying. Yes, although uh, I didn't tell him that we... I mean, I told him that we found out where they were, but I I didn't actually say where that was, so um, we might have some time, unless he knows already. This may be a dumb question. Do we know where they are? We have a vague idea, at least. Because um, Marshall Forrester basically told us if we walk... South. Southwest. God, I wrote it down to the hills in the west. Yeah, southwest, it's the hills yeah. in the in the southwest. Basically, yeah. it's snowing in the hills. Right. And that sounds pretty familiar to me. It doesn't snow here, so. Yeah. Hmm. Well, we should get some supplies. Uh, you know, whatever can help us. Uh, for our reconnaissance mission, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that would be. Maybe a spyglass. Do you think we could afford a spyglass? Uh, I'm pretty sure when I tried to buy one a few months ago, but I don't have that much. Man, I don't even know if we'd have that if we pulled our money together. <sighs> but maybe there's uh, maybe there's something else, you know. Some tactical disguises, some I don't know, something you throw over yourself and it you look like a heap of grass or mm -hmm. or we 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 purchase a disguise and make us look like uh Jeremiah Payne. And then we infiltrate. They think we're Jeremiah Payne, and I'm like, hey, where are all these secret documents you got? <laughs> I have suddenly forgotten where they all I've, are. I've suddenly <laughs> forgotten. I'm quite old and maybe blind. <laughs> I mean, I mean, if you told me what Jeremiah Payne looked like, or if I saw him, I could probably look like him with the hat, but true. I don't think that he wears a bucket hat. <laughs> I think know. that would be a pretty obvious, a pretty obvious issue. <laughs> Hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Suddenly you all hear shouting from outside. 
and you distinctly hear a voice shouting over the screams of surprise and fear. Someone's shouting, Stampede! Grawl slams down whatever drink he's drinking and goes, Finally! And he books it outside. <laughs> yeah, Cherish, I follow. Yeah, Cherish follows. <laughs> Tirza follows half because she thinks that this might have been a plan of Grawl's to start a stampede. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> That's what that tra- that's what that track says, man. <sighs> All right. Coming outside the called shot, you are looking out onto the main road leading into Blue Gulch. To your left and to your right is the familiar parkway of the Center Green. Mm-hmm. People are running and shouting, moving away from the Center Green, down the road into alleyways between buildings, and you can see smoke rising from the center of the park. The shouting and disturbance seems to be coming from there. All right. Let's go. Yeah. Okay. Rushing towards the park, moving against the people. There's not really crowds. It's early enough in the morning that the park wasn't heavily populated. You can see, as you move towards the center of the park, there's that large pond at the center of which is a gazebo on a small island. You've never seen anyone out on that island before, and today is no exception. What is strange is the four charging horses circling the water of the pond. The horses themselves are really what's strange, because the grass around them is erupting into flame, for no other reason than the horses themselves also appear to be on fire. Their blackened hooves striking the ground and causing char marks to appear. Their flaming manes and tails whipping in the winds they're creating. Hellish light bursting from their eyes and maddened froth spilling from between almost skeletal jaws. You see that there are at least one corpse on the ground that is being slowly trampled. And there are still people shouting in the distance, but as you approach, you see these four horses circling the pond, and you can see steam beginning to rise from the water of the pond. What do you do? Um. Do you guys have, like, water spells? Absolutely not. Oh, shit. None whatsoever. No. Um, is there... Are there any buckets nearby? You got a bucket hat. You can turn yourself a bucket into a hat. bucket. I got a bucket hat. Uh, how far away are we from these horses? Oh, wait, just kidding. It doesn't matter. You're probably about 60 feet away. Um, I cast slow, and I use... A sorcery paint. Uh, the ones from Maz aren't going to recharge until the 22nd, yes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I'm just going to use one of my regular ones to cast Careful Spell and make sure that my party members succeed on their saving throws. Okay. The horses need to make, I think it's wisdom saving throws. All right. Yes, it is. 
I hope these horses are not very wise. Yeah. I hope they are much like regular horses <laughs> in that sense. <laughs> what is your spell save DC? Uh, my spell save DC is 14. All right. So one of them definitely succeeds and the other three. Uh, what's the range on this spell? 120 feet. Okay. Damn. Yeah, you could probably. I'm going to say there's only one of them that you can't get because it's on the other okay. side of the pond. Okay. So two of them fail. One of them succeeds. <gasps> And are they not? They're not reached. together. They're no. They are in spaced out. Okay. Yeah. Okay. They're in a roaming circle, and there are two of them going clockwise, two of them going counterclockwise at different intervals. Okay. Odd. Um. And can so I? You cast slow on those two. Yeah. Yes. So okay. their movement is halved. They have a negative two to AC and Dex saves. Uh, they cannot use reactions. They can use an action or a bonus action, but not both. And they cannot make more than one attack per turn. Okay. So. And if they cast a spell, I'll tell you what that does. All right. Well. I don't know if they cast... They're horses. I don't know if they cast spells. Let's, yeah, work under the assumption that they spells. are horses. So, mm -hmm. as you cast the spell, two of those horses begin to slow. <laughs> The fire on their back even ripples more slowly as they're moving. The one that you tried to target but couldn't affect definitely turns, its eyes flaring with this bright crimson flame, and lets out a large snort of smoke and cinders. The two that you hit suddenly disappear. And then the two that are still visible begin charging. One of them is charging across the water of the pond. Mm -hmm. Its hooves uh... never touching it, but steam erupting from the place where it's striking just above the water. And I need everyone to roll initiative. Okay. Okay. Well, two down, two to go. Great. Par for the course, Reed. For oh, course. and uh, everybody gets to add plus three to their oh. initiative. Because... Okay. Well, <laughs> not going to help me. It's not going to help me much either. So, 25 to 20. <laughs> me. Yeah. What do we got? Uh, I, I have Olivia, a... what am I adding? Three, three. plus three. Okay. Mm. Cool. Oh, God, is it just me? <laughs> Tirza, what did you get? I rolled, uh, or I got a 23. 23, all right. 15 to 20. Cool. Oh, no. 10 to 15. 14. 14, all right. I got a plus 10 to my roll. Oh, wow. boy. <laughs> <laughs> 5 to 10. Uh, I got a 5. <laughs> 7. <laughs> Very nice, very nice. Alright, so... Ooh, man, it has been a while since we've fought anything. <laughs> Kicking off the rust. So, yeah. tears at the top of the round. The first of these strange flaming horses is maybe 60 feet away at the edge of the pond. The other is closer to 200 feet away as it is charging across the center of the pond. 
Um, what the hell? Two of their uh, number have vanished. Yep, that's no good. Um, I will... Uh, dunk. I will dunk. Um, no, uh, I will draw shield and... Um, Warhammer, and I'll move my 30 feet towards the first one. Okay. And mm-hmm. um, I will... Gosh, I'm so sorry. Um, I will <laughs> ready an action, if I can, okay. to cast um... Uh, I'm so sorry. I will... (laughs) (laughs) I like that your oath is all about decisiveness. Tears' oath. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This is why she usually goes last. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, No, you know what? Actually, you said the first one is 60 feet. From where you started, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck it. I'll do Storm Strike at this one that's in front of me. Okay, so make your javelin attack roll. Uh, what is the range on javelin? Oh no, I said Warhammer. Oh, well, okay then. I think you were making this attack at disadvantage then. Um, yes, although I do have Throne Weapons Master. You do. Uh, that does not make the range of the Warhammer exactly. 60 feet. It only, yeah, <laughs> 30 feet, but yes. yeah. That's fair and fine. I don't need the Warhammer to hit it. Um. Oh. Oh, at disadvantage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a seven. Cool. Uh, yeah. Goes sailing on past the uh, the weird fire horse, and it needs to make a dexterity saving throw for the lightning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Ooh, that's not good. Uh, that is only a six. Nope, seven. But still. That's yeah. Not gonna do it. So, um, so the initial hammer blow does not hit, but the lightning still goes off. And that is a uh, 17 plus my paladin level is 24. Rolled an 8 and a 9. Yeah, all right. So a big old yes. blast of lightning hits this thing square in its horsey chest. Uh, Sid, that brings I'm us sorry, to you. I'm sorry, pony. You're not. Don't do it. It's fine. Do they? Do they look like they're coming at us to attack us. You don't know. You've never had. You've never been charged by a horse before. Um. Do they look like they're in pain? The one that got struck by lightning. Yes. Well, yes, obviously. <laughs> but I mean, like from the flames. Uh. A, a slight bit of an. Uh, you can't tell. It's it's really tough to say. Okay. They seem very upset about something. I did not get the impression that they were, like, on fire horses. Is that what they look like? I thought that their manes were, like, flaming. Well, well, one of them literally walked, like, ran over the water, so clearly they're not normal horses. I just... 
Yeah, Sid, you don't have a ton of experience with horses, so to your eyes, it does look like they're horses that have been set on fire. Though, uh, 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 even a, a moment's investigation will lead you to believe that, like, that doesn't seem to be the primary issue here. Yeah. Um... Also, we just had an uncomfortable conversation about our friend being under a hell bounty. These things look like hell horses. I'm gonna fight them. <laughs> I mean, that's... <laughs> I I'm not sure if Sid well I Sid will hold his action until uh either he or one of his friends is threatened and then he will he will attack. Okay, so you're holding your attack action? Yeah. Okay. Your attack action. And but you're staying where you are? Um I think he, Tirza has moved 30 feet ahead of the group. Yeah, I'll I'll stay I'll stay where I am. Okay, sounds good. That brings us to the mares. The one that got struck by lightning is going to charge forward, and let's see. Bring it, horse. Yeah, Tirza, it is charging straight towards you, and then when it's about ten feet away, it will disappear. And I need you to make a perception check. Yep, that's fair. Uh, oh, hey, now. That was pretty good. Uh, 18. Okay. It doesn't just vanish, you see it begin to fade. And when it begins to fade, it gains a blue-gray light, an outline around it, the color of which is frighteningly familiar as it vanishes. <laughs> And then it reappears behind you and attacks, rearing up and bringing its hooves down on your back. Oh, God. But you noticed it disappearing and you got the, you were tracking its movement so you're not caught by surprise by this thing per se. You were expecting some kind of strange jaunt, yeah. as it were. So, it strikes at you for 12. It's probably not going to do it. Does it Oh, yeah, no. All right, so its flaming hooves try to come down. You swing around with the shield, clang, deflecting it off. The second one is still charging across the pond. It makes it to the other side and then uses its... Let's see. When it hits the other side of the pond, its hooves dig into the turf and it takes off into the air. Fuck, what? And it begins circling above Tirza. That's its whole turn, because it moves. The others do something unseen, and then we get to Grawl. Okay, um, so how close is the closest one? The one hovering above Tirza? Or uh, the one that, there like, is one that teleported? reappeared directly behind Tirza, and it appeared as though it did teleport. That's what it looked like to all of you. Mm-hmm. And okay. it is about 30 feet away. More like 25. Perfect. Great. Um, well, it's, it's finally time. I'm a hex that some bitch. Okay. Um, and then I'm going to, um, do, 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 do. So the one attacking Tirza is now hexed. Yep. And then, um, which, uh, ability are you affecting with your hex? Uh, what do you mean? What do you mean? 
You place a curse on the creature you can see within range. Until the spend, spell mm-hmm. ends, you deal an extra 1d6 necrotic damage. Also, choose one ability when you cast a spell. The target has disadvantage on ability checks made with the chosen ability. Hmm. Uh-huh. I know what Hex does. Oh, so I'm doing... I'm, I'm putting Hexblade's curse oh, on it. Oh, Hexblade's curse, yeah, not the spell sorry, Hex. Sorry, not the blade. I don't... Yeah, I don't have Hex. I'm Got just like... It. What you talking about? Yeah. Okay. Those I, are those are so long. those are different things. All right. Yes. Anyways, yeah. Hexblade's curse. So, got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Word. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's my bonus action, and then I am going to do my full thirty, um, to get to it, mm-hmm. and then I'm a I'm a hit it in the face right. with my great sword. You and Tears are flanking this creature. Okay, attack number one. Ooh, that is a... 14? 14 does not... Actually, it does. It does hit. Okay, cool. So, Strike at the flank of this flaming horse. Oh, okay, so that is uh, 16 damage. 16 damage. Mm-hmm. Nice. And then attack number two. Ooh, that's better. That is a 16. 16 will hit. For... Okay, cool. And damage for number two. Cherish, you are on 17. Deck. All right. It does not seem pleased about any of the things that are happening here. Uh, that will bring us to Cherish. Uh, doesn't Sid get to go? I'm not within range to attack it. Nope. Oh, that's right. You were holding your attack action. Now you're moving. Yep. My bad. Sorry. I did not. I forgot about how that works. Uh, okay. So two of them are still disappeared. Yes. Uh, is anything actively on fire? Besides the horses? Yeah. Any grass that they're standing on is beginning to smoke and burn. <sighs> there are no, like, big forest fires or anything, because the grass here mm-hmm. is well manicured and short, so there isn't yeah. enough to really cause a brush fire. Okay. Uh, Alright, well, I will... It is decidedly difficult to light a lawn on fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, question, sorry. Um, are they hot? Yes. Like when this thing tried to strike? Okay. We... Um, no, I'm sorry. Gross. I'm kidding. I don't... <laughs> That's not what I meant. You um... furry piece of shit. <laughs> also, uh... yes. <laughs> uh, we've got some hot ladies this morning um uh okay well i am going to cast a nim, 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 magic missile um At which? as a second level spell on the one that's flying okay. which is weird <laughs> uh so that is 44 Yep. And those are just a straight up hit. No need for attack rolls here. No, sir. Tirza, you are on deck. Mm-hmm. Kidoki, so three, eight, eleven, sixteen. All right. Magic missiles erupt through the air, striking the flying nightmare as. It does. You see that you've gotten its attention. That brings us to Tirza. Uh, yes. I would like to... Um, 
I would like to run the 20 feet to my Warhammer and then pull out a javelin and throw it at the... Okay. As you make your way away from the mare, it does get an attack of opportunity against you as you flee. Go again. Bring it, horse. Okay. (laughs) That is going to be a 25 to hit. Yeah, let's do it. Let's go. That horse brought it. That horse did brought it. I dared the horse to brought it, and it brought it. (laughs) So, you are going to be taking... A hundred damage. <laughs> <laughs> Sixteen bludgeoning damage. Okay. And ten oh. fire damage. Oof. That's not nothing. So twenty-six <laughs> total. Woo! Okay, they mean business. Horse business. As it clips you in the back as you run away with a hoof. But you do get to your warhammer. Um... That is over half of my hit points. That is almost I half of my hit points. Will Yeah, I'm still gonna javelin this thing. And actually I would like to um cast Divine Favor as a bonus action. Okay. Please. And thank you. Alright, so you scoop up your mace, cast Divine Favor, and then hurl it. Whip a... it at the yeah. Okay. Um, oh yeah, I guess I have to roll, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's how these things are generally done. Uh, Usually. Nine, how's a 19? 19 hits. Horse. Sid, you are on deck, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a six piercing and one radiant, and I would like to... Pull out another one and do the same thing. I only have two javelins left, and I'm going to use both of them. Okay. Uh, how much damage was that previously? Seven total? Uh, seven. Okay. Yeah. Um, this one is four and four. Well, you're going to need to make a second attack roll first, I think. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. I'm good at this game. Mm-hmm. I'm real good at this game. Getting better oh, every day. <laughs> I'm so sad because this one doesn't hit because it's a 10. Oh. Javelin goes sailing right on by. Wasn't a botch though, so it doesn't go sailing like into Grawl, so that's something. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you you could you'd be fine. <laughs> if anything, it's sailing towards the horse and it'll like rear up and just hoof it out of the air. Nice. That's awesome. Cool. Yeah. Does it when it when Badass. he puffs it out of the the air? Does it like just smack the tip of it and just shoot straight down into the ground? It just shatters oh. the javelin into the ground. Oh, cool! Which is just a move that's way smarter than a horse should be capable of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, power horse. It's it's probably disturbing to watch a horse just like slap yes. a weapon out of the yes, air. Yes, it is. Yeah. Uh, Sid, that brings us over to you. Cool. So the horse took a bite at Tirza, and then Sid's going to run up and uh, tr- I don't know if I can, get, well, I can get into flanking position with, with um, Grawl um, and be like, was that? To get, uh, to get all the way around this horse, you would have to use your, at least some of your dash. Okay. That's fine. Okay. So, um, so I'll bonus your... action dash to get over there. Absolutely. Uh, and then I'm going to be like, uh, eat this. Um, and then I will stab it in the face. As Stormpiercer shouts, have at the horse! 
Uh, oh, this uh, is the second good. horse we've fought in recent <laughs> times. Is it? Oh, yeah. Uh, Technically. I got advantage. Um, so that would be... It's one and a half horses. Yeah. <laughs> uh, tw- a dirty 20. That'll hit. Okay, cool. Oh boy. Um, 10, 15, 19, 25 damage. All right. Holy shit. So, between the lightning burns, the the javelin hits, and the giant greatsword wounds, on top of this, you see that uh, fire is leaking from this thing's wounds. It doesn't have any discernible blood or muscle. It just has flames erupting from its blackened charcoal skin. It seems as though all the skin is doing is containing this bright crimson flame that erupts suddenly as you pierce its hide and I need Grawl and Sid to make dexterity saving throws. (laughs) Alright, well, Captain Dexterity, that's a nat 20, what the hell? (laughs) Yeah! That's what I'm talking I would, about. I would now like to be called Captain Dexterity, <laughs> and you guys are my 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 fleet-footed friends. Captain Dex and the Fleetfoots. Mm-hmm. I got 15. Worst band name. Okay. So, uh, Sid, you nimbly dodge out of the way as this horse explodes. Uh, Grawl, you are going to be taking four fire damage as the horse erupts with hellfire. Even on a nat 20? I'm, I take half damage. You did. You did good. <laughs> Fine. How much? How much? Your your explodey horses hurt me. Only for yeah, four. Simple. That's already halved. Those. Yeah. Those were my four favorite hit points. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know for a fact your four favorite hit points are the one right at the end. Yes. Okay. Most important hit points. All right. I keep those at the front, though, so that I can show them off. All right, people. Sid, doing anything else <laughs> on your turn? Um, so it d- died and exploded. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm gonna run back. I'm gonna use the rest of my dash to run back to Cherish. Okay. Yeah, you can get most of the way to her. Cool. And uh, that brings us to the mares. Uh, Good job, Sid. <laughs> The flying one will circle around and charge down out of the sky straight at Cherish. I have such a cool life. (laughs) It's it's going to attempt to cave Uh, in your skull as it's swooping past you. Such a cool life. Such a cool life. (laughs) There's a 16 to hit. I am going to use my last Maz point to cast shield. Good call, good call. Uh, which makes my AC 19, so no. It right. <laughs> does not hit. <laughs> so, as this thing swoops back up into the sky, you do get an opportunity attack against it. Well, I'm going to um, thwack it with my uh, order staff. Do it. Uh, is that D8 damage if I hit? Are you using it two-handed or one-handed? Two-handed. That is a D8, then. Okay. I only have the one-handed. D8, two-handed. Okay. All right, I'm rolling. I'm fairly certain. I will double-check that, but... 
Yeah. Well, it's not going to hit, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> no? I got a nine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Okay, so swoops back into the air. I'm not very skilled with this stick yet. <laughs> Suddenly, one of the mares appears in front of you as well, Cherish. And Sid, you're right there when this thing just bursts into existence with a flash of blue-gray light that suddenly makes you shudder with familiar recognition. (sighs) And it is going to attack you. Ooh, that's pretty good. Your AC is 19 for the round, yes? Because of shield? Yes, for the whole round. Alright, unfortunately, a 23 still hits. Fucking hell. So, hey, at least exactly. that fire resistance is there. Yeah. <laughs> See, I was I should have used absorb elements though cuz then I could have double halved it. It is going to be 13 bludgeoning damage okay. and, and 6 fire damage. Is that already halved? No. No, okay, so 3. So, 16 t- damage total. Yes. I'm at 20 Okay. Ouch. Then another one, moving with exaggerated mm-hmm. slowness, will appear in front of Grawl and attack. And that is a 17 to hit. <laughs> yep, that's gonna do it. Alright. So, that is going to be 20 bludgeoning damage. Down to 20. And 4 fire damage. Down to 25. It's my it's my song of pain. Alright. And Cherish, <laughs> the one that reappeared and attacked you seems to be unaffected by your slow spell anymore. That sucks. The one that's that attacking suck. Grawl is still slowed, though. Mm-hmm. So when it reappears, it does not vanish back into wherever it goes, but the one that is attacking you, Cherish, disappears again after it attacks. Cool. And the one that is up in the air is still going to just like circle around. It looks like it's probably going to swoop again next round, but it doesn't vanish. That brings us to Grawl. Okay, so the one that's right in front of me... Um, hmm is going to get hit in the face as soon as I figure out which thing I want to use. Does Hexblade's curse move when the target dies? Uh, I or, is need... that, or is that just Hex? Uh, no, Hexblade's curse will move. I just I don't think I have that spell yet. I don't think I have that thing. I think that's level 8, if I remember correctly. Yes, you, Hexblade's curse doesn't move on its own. Mm. Yeah. It will, uh, I think, at level 8, because it's like Master of Hexes or something. Okay. Um, but anyways, um, <laughs> I am going to use Staggering Smite as a bonus action, so the next time you hit a creature with a melee weapon uh, attack during the spell's duration, pierces both body and mind. So I'm going to use this fool that just hit me in the face. All right, and it is so. under the effect of the slow spell, so it has some Minus minuses. 2... Yes, Minus right. two to the AC. Yeah. Excellent. Perfect. So attack number one with my great sword is a fifteen plus seven, so twenty-two to hit. hit. Great. Cool. So the great sword damage is uh, fourteen. All right. 
and then I got to do four d six of extra phys, uh, psychic damage to the target. Ooh. Yeah, and it must make a wisdom saving throw. You're gonna psychologically cripple this horse. <laughs> Fine. I'll never run in the. Um, I almost said Indy five hundred. <laughs> Damn it. You're right. It won't. <laughs> it won't. It. I mean, it never will. <laughs> it never would anyway. Yeah. Uh, uh, its wisdom saving throw was a twelve. Okay. I don't know what your spell save DC is. Fourteen won't make it. Oh no! Yep. Um, and now has disadvantage on attack roll and ability checks, and can't take reactions until the end of its next turn. <laughs> Get fucked. Fuck. Just stacking the debuffs on this horse. Mm, yep. Hell yeah. If we were close um, enough to high five, we would do it. Yeah, it would be the <laughs> sickest high five ever. Major. But we don't yeah. have. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyways, um, so that's um, 11. Hang on, I'm rolling. And uh, another. There's 13. Plus... That's 16 for the psychic damage. Ooh. And now Same. I get to make my second uh, greatsword attack. Yeah. Which is a 14 plus 7 is a 21. To yeah, hit. that'll hit. And that is seven plus seven, so another fourteen. Holy shit, so. monkeys! Mm-hmm. Woo! Hexblade doing work. Yep. Yeah, you open large lacerations in the side of this hell steed, and flames start rippling up its shoulders, and it lets out this low, slow. <laughs> Is it slow laughing? Yes. Or neighing. You can't tell. It's bizarre distortion going on there. Spooky. That will bring us to Cherish. Um, yes. I had the wrong attack bonus written down for my quarterstaff. It wouldn't have changed last round, but... Um, okay. Anyway. Tirza, uh, you are on deck, by the way. Mm-hmm. I just... So the steed that just attacked you disappeared. The one that swooped is still mm-hmm. circling in the air. There is a slow horse in front of Grawl that is looks like it's gotten real messed up. Yeah, I, I can am handle gonna, that one. I'm going to cast... it right next to me. Am I muted? Is that what everyone's talking about? No. Um, no, everyone's just interrupting me because they're rude. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm going to cast Magic Missile as a second level spell against the flying horn. All right. Roll me Magic Missile. Okay, five, seven, twelve, fifteen. Nice. That horse is not just, enjoying this peppering of missiles. I'm just going to keep these D4s over here, because this is like the only fucking thing I can do, so. What, you don't want to cast fire on the flaming horses? I really don't think it's a good idea. <laughs> I really don't think that my, uh, let's see... One, two, three, four, five fire spells are going to do anything to these horses. So, are you moving at all, staying where you are? Um, Sid's not within, like, like I want to move closer to Sid so that when something comes near, he can be flanking. Okay. All right. You don't know where it will appear, so that's tough to I don't. gauge. Yeah, it, but it, like, I, I want to be like back-to-back with Sid, I guess. I don't know. Okay. Alright, you do that. That brings us to Tirza. Yeah, I'm gonna pick up my Warhammer, <laughs> just on the ground, mm-hmm. where I 
casually tossed it. <laughs> um, and how far away is everybody from me? It's about 60 feet at this about point? Or? 60 feet away, uh, though there is a horse fighting Grawl about 30 feet away. <laughs> cool. I'm going to go run and hit that one. Okay. You can't quite get far enough to circle around it to get flanking, but you are shoulder to shoulder with Grawl and uh, fighting the horse. That's okay. Howdy. Uh, 15? 15 does hit. This thing has minuses to its AC. Excellent. Um, that is 4 Radiant. God, I'm rolling well with these D4s. And 5 uh, Bludgeoning. Alright. Not liking that. Doing anything else? Yep, I'm gonna hit it again. Yeah. Uh, that one is a 22. Yeah, that'll hit. Yeah. <laughs> That's two radiant and six bludgeoning. Okay. All right. Not liking any of bang, those bang. things. This horse looks as though it might be it's slowly starting to lose its cohesion. It's maybe on the edge of that violent eruption you saw before. That will bring us to Sid. Uh, I look back at Cherish and, and I say, I'll be right back. And then I run over to the horse and I'm going to attack it. <laughs> How far away is the standing right here? The horse that those two are fighting are about, is about 35 feet away. Maybe 30 feet away. 30 feet away? All it's right. a large creature. You can get an angle on it, I think. Great. Alright. That's probably going to hit. Um, that is... A dirty 20. Yep, that hits. Great. God damn it. Dumb idiot. I mean, it's going to attack them either way. Um, it's going to explode. Yeah, that's better than it clomping them. Um, <laughs> not the best uh, roll. Clomp. <laughs> 10, 15, 16, 23 damage. <laughs> So, Sid swoops in, <laughs> the kill-stealing bastard that he is. If this was a game where we were earning experience from killing things, I would be mad. <laughs> well, fortunately and for you, pierces <laughs> this horse through the flank, and yet another violent eruption of crimson flame explodes outwards. Tirza, Sid, and Grawl, I need you to roll me dexterity saving throws. Oh, y'all? Uh, you guys have plus two to your dex throws, which I'm assuming doesn't help me with the one I just rolled. Oh. Oh my. Oh, oh dear. Tirza, you uh, watched. Oh no. Oh. Tirza? Tirza, why? Oh, Tirza botched. Four. Okay, okay, okay. Severity roll wasn't that severe, so. Just a, just a, just a bad... Just taking a, a face full of horse fire. Nice. Sure. Uh-huh. Grawl, what did you roll? Uh, I rolled a 19 plus 19. that 2, so cool. 21. Very nice, very nice. And I rolled a 22 plus 2. 24. All right. So, Sid, you nimbly, again, just like ducking out of the way, matrix dodging fire. I like sort of flip back so that I can head, use the rest of my dash action to <laughs> go back to Cherish and go back to back. All right. What I mean. <laughs> 
And you're so fucking stupid. As he's saying <laughs> that, like Grawl and Tirza are just roasted because Tirza, you are taking the full 18 points of fire damage. Ooh. Grawl, you did manage to save, so you're only taking half. That is down to nine. Those were his nine second favorite points. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have names for all of my hit points, okay? <laughs> wow. Love and hearts, yes, okay? they're all Grawl Jr., but... <laughs> <laughs> they're all numbered, though, okay? Grawl Jr. Uh, 31, Grawl Jr. 32. Tirza definitely went to, like, one of the reasons that she got the majority of the fire is she, like, went to go, like, step in front of Sid, but he was already gone. <laughs> 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 uh, all right yeah so she's stingy <laughs> that brings us to the mares one of them will come charging out of the sky barreling down towards sid who has now killed two of the uh the his horse companions fair enough um it is going to try a very strange maneuver uh, and it is going to try to barrel its head between your legs and try to throw you over its back. Ooh. Very cool. So, you need cool. to make opposing athletics checks <laughs> as the horse attempts to grapple you. Oh, no. Horse grapple. Oh, God. Uh, yeehaw. Yeehaw, indeed. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Come on down to the Hailside Rodeo. I got an 18. 18, all right. So, yes, you successfully are... You do not mount the horse. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> oh, no. As you kind of just do a, a quick tuck and roll out of the way, the horse digging up this furrow of dirt. Uh, Cherish, you could probably get an opportunity attack on this thing if you wanted to. Yeah, I'd love to. Let's try and hit it with the stick again. Nope. Okay. <laughs> So <laughs> it wasn't a botch, but it wasn't great. And if it tried to hit me, do I get an opportunity attack, or is that or no? Is me, like getting out of the way, getting out of the way of, is okay, kind cool. of what's happening here because That's as fine. it starts storming back up into the sky, just as it's like getting past where, it, if it had had you, it vanishes again in that strange shimmer of blue white light. Oh, that could have been pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> the other one will appear again just behind basically right in front of you Cherish and it will attack you with its hooves that, <laughs> that is going to be a 14 to hit oh that matches <laughs> flaming hooves come down towards you that is going to be oh that's not bad that's only 7 bludgeoning damage and 11 fire damage. Okay, so only... Uh, Round up to six. six. So 13 damage total. Mm -hmm. 13 damage, 24 minus 13. I'm still at 11, though, so that's not great. <laughs> and then it will vanish again. <laughs> and that brings us to Grawl. Okay, how many are left? You don't know. Two. There are none... Oh. In sight. Okay. You he know exploded that exploded too. There yes. we go. <laughs> two have died. You're pretty sure How there are only two at left. The beginning. Four. Okay. Four. Okay. All right. Well, um, I'm Great definitely going to shoot. 
I'm I'm shooting a like a, such a mad glance at Sid right now. You steal another one. You're next. Okay. You just got to be better. No, no, no. I killed that horse and you know it. How's that? How's that number two spot feeling? <sighs> number one. I'm number one. I'm number one. <laughs> kill stealer. Kill stealer doesn't make you great. Anyways, um, uh, uh, Eldritch Sight. Can I see any of these uh, pony boys? So you use what? your action to cast Eldritch Sight. You use detect magic. Um, that is what Elder Sight does. Is it lets you cast detect magic? So you're yes. using your action to cast detect magic. Yeah, because I have no way of healing myself without there being anybody else near me. All right. So give me a perception check. Perception. Great. Cool. Ooh, eighteen plus perception four. Twenty-two. Twenty-two. Very good. So you see the faint outlines in blue-gray light. The same light that you always saw surrounding the world when you were in the in-between place. Mm -hmm. The outlines of those horses. One is circling around Cherish and Sid, and one is circling above those two in the air, about 30 feet up. Okay. Um... You can't really see their whole forms. You just see their spectral outlines sort of shimmering in the air like a heat mirage. I'm trying to figure out how I can do something here. Action, action, reaction, bonus action. Give me nope. an arcana check. Okay. Oh, that's not good. That's a five. Okay. Yeah. Weird horses. These are some magical <laughs> ass horses. It's wild. Are you moving at all? Weird Anything else you're doing? Yeah. Um, I'm going to move towards the one that's circling Cherish. Not the full, like, it's like 30 feet away, right? It, it has circled around, so it's about 40 feet away from you. Okay. Well, I'm going to come up to, like, Cherish then. Okay. That and I can't do anything. Us else. to cherish, in fact. Cool, cool, cool. Hmm. Can I make an arcana check? Sure. Oh, uh, uh, can I can I explain that to people? Or that's probably if you want asked. to. You um, yeah. shouting is a free action. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll yell to Cherish as I'm coming over that it's it's circling us. Okay. Oh, I'm going to use advantage. Ew. One of those was a botch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the one that isn't a botch, though. Uh, let's see. Uh, 23. All right. Within your mind, Maz whispers, They've stepped into the in-between place. They travel the gray roads. They walk the ethereal plane, child. You can't touch them while they're there. Oh, no. Blink puts me in the astral plane. Damn it. Give me an intelligent saving throw. Okay. Where is that? Where is that? Uh, 
Point of fact, Blink does put you on the ethereal plane, but that's not what the oh, saving throw is for. Yes. Oh. Um, I got a 16. Okay. Oh, shit. Yeah, okay. you don't recall any other further knowledge. Okay. Doing anything on your turn? Um. Well, that was my action, right? Using a having a brief conversation with Maz? No, not really. The Arcana check wasn't my action. I guess yeah, you were inspecting that. So are you moving at all? Staying where you are? Um, I'm gonna stay where I am because okay. taking the defense. Oh, that's an action. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, balls. Okay, I'm just gonna say where I am. I'm a hunker. All right, hunkering down. Tirza. Um. Blah, blah, blah. Uh. Okay. There's no, there's no mares have appeared. Correct. Nope. Okay. I don't know if this works across planes, and I don't think that Tirza would know that either. So I'm gonna do it anyway. I would like to use divine sense. Hmm. Okay. Divine Sense is an action, yes? Yeah. Alright. You... Hmm. This is a very good question. <clears throat> Just gonna read Divine Sense real quick. Because this is always a power that we sort of play fast and loose with, because it is very vague how it's written. Um... Or, I mean, you can do it just as it's purely written, but there's no fun in that. (laughs) I don't... (sighs) Okay. If nothing happens, nothing happens. That's perfect. No, I will say you detect the strong presence of evil nearby. It smells of brimstone. Just filling your nose. And that's not a smell that's occurring naturally. That's a supernatural scent that you're picking up on. Mm-hmm. And you do, do detect two undead forms, but they're almost shadowed in a way. You sense the echo of their undead, or their fiendish nature, I should say. They're not undead, they're fiends. Um, and their vague location. Okay. And me. <laughs> and, yeah. And, and Cherish. What Cherish smells me? real bad. No, I'm not evil. A good bad smell. Mm-hmm. Mike, I don't smell like brimstone, do You smell like freezer burn. Ah. Okay. Oh, now we're so getting you, somewhere. So you do... Do you smell bad, though? It's okay, bad. It'll kind of smell bad, yeah. <laughs> Alright, doing anything else, okay. Tirza? Moving at all? Um, I will move to... Uh, towards Cherish and Sid. Okay, so you're all kind of clumped up now together? Mm-hmm. Alright, that brings us to Sid. Um, I have no idea where they are. Um, I'm assuming they're invisible, because I don't know any better. I'm going to shout out, I've killed two of you, and I bet I can kill the other. Uh, I bet I can kill the rest. And then I run off 30 feet away from the group. Okay. Okay. Um, there he goes. And if I move, can I then hold my, hold my attack action? Yeah, absolutely. 
Great. I want to hold my attack action um, for if one of them appears and tries to attack me. Well, what a coincidence. Two of them are about to appear and try to attack you. Cool. Because they did not take kindly to you killing the other two of them. Uh, Great. So they are going to swoop in on either side of you. And you know that scene in most action movies where you've got the the main character driving a car and the two bad guy cars kind of like swerving in to try to Mm -hmm. crash into them? It's like Mm -hmm. that, but with fiery horses and Sid. Yeah. So, Sid, you have a choice. You can... Your attack action does go off as these flaming horses appear on either side of you to attack. Right. Which one of them do you strike at? There's the one that has been fairly wounded by magic missiles and one that is untouched. I'm going to go for the more wounded one. Okay. Um... Give me that attack roll. Alright. That is going to be... Uh, a 19. 19 will hit. Great. You do not have any sneak attack or swashbucklery bonuses because they're both on top of you. That is correct. Hey. Um, so that's going to be 8 plus 4. 412 plus I'm assuming I get charisma oh, bonus yeah. to these evil fuckers. Um so that is going to be uh 15 15 damage. Very nice. All right. So, strike at this thing. It lets out a a terrifying fiery whinny and then strikes down at you with its hooves, both of them attacking from either side so that they can get a little bit of that flanking that you like so much. First mm-hmm. is going to be a 26 to hit. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I would say that hits. And the second's a natural 20. Oh, good. So. So I'm going to resolve the crit right now just to see how this goes. Sure. Um, So. That is going to be... Thirty-six bludgeoning damage, mm-hmm. and twenty-one fire damage. Cool. I would like oh to half God. that with uncanny dodge. <laughs> That's probably um, a good idea. Thirty-six plus what? Thirty-six plus twenty-one, so fifty-seven. Uh, Fifty-seven divided by two. Great. So twenty-nine. Yes. Great. All right, and the other attack also hit. So that is going to be 10 bludgeoning damage and 6 fire damage. Nine, so that's going to be 45. Okay. Cool. Woo! And then they both disappear again. Did it work? <laughs> <laughs> that will bring us to Grawl. Grawl, you can uh, still vaguely see their outlines. Okay. Okay. Um, in that case... They have uh, not don't... moved from either side of Sid. Okay. Uh, would you say they... Well... Mm, one second. Are they five feet from each other? Yes, the only thing separating them is Sid. Okay. Um, sweet. I'm going to use Eldritch Blast um, at these fools. And... Okay. Um, yeah. 
because I'm at uh, level five. It gets two beams. Yes. So one for each. Uh, e is yeah, one for each. Okay. Give me those attack rolls. Okay. What do I have? That's a bonus action. Uh, that is a fifteen. Okay. And what is the second attack roll? And the second attack roll is a seventeen. All right. So your beams just go straight through the air. There's nothing there. Cool, great. Uh, awesome. Sid, Tirza, Cherish, you see Grawl just firing at nothing on either side of Sid. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I think you missed. No, I and didn't. And I cough up blood. <laughs> <laughs> do you, Grawl, are you moving at all? Um. Well, I can't really do anything to them when they're like incorporeal or whatever. So, uh, I guess I'll move to like give it 20 feet. Let's move 20 feet. Okay, They're so about, about 30 feet away? 10 feet away from Sid? Yeah. Alright, yeah. Uh, that will bring us to Cherish. really wish I had Quicken Spell, but I'm going to cast Blink anyway. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Poof. If you get fucking killed on the ethereal plane, I'm gonna kill you in real life. <laughs> so you cast Blink. Yes, uh, I have to roll a roll d20. A d20 at the end of your turn, yes. Yes. So, when you cast Blink, uh, you do that, are you moving at all? Before no. the end of your turn. Okay, so you stay no. where you are, and now you may roll your Blink 20. Yes, eleven or higher puts me in the ethereal plane. Mm-hmm. That's a sixteen. <laughs> Tirza, right next to you. Cherish vanis- vanishes. Poof. And we're going to resolve what happens there on Cherish's next turn. So, because oh we are two Tirza. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. I'm gonna go heal Sid. Thank you. What are you? What are you at, Sid? I'm just curious. Oh boy, I uh, love that face. I am at eight. Oof, <laughs> baby boy. Yeah. Paint. I'll give you ten. Cool. Hey guys, I don't think we're going to that party. We're going to that party. Hey guys, I think I fucked up. We're going to that party. You may have. Yeah, fucked up. I'll just, I'll just chill us, wherever I end up. Us and Elliot's new character will go to that party. Tirza, what are you doing? I'm healing Sid for 10 damage. Okay, cool. Uh, also, quick question. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My uh, level 7 um, cloak ability, is that 25 points of lay on hands or 20? In terms of... you, How many do I have to use? To, to re-channel divinity. Uh, I believe we had said 20. Okay, that's... I didn't write it down. I apologize. Ah. <laughs> Wait, maybe I did write it down. Well, anyway, that's what you're doing? Uh, yeah. Okay. I am scrambling to find a book. Sorry. Um, that brings us to Sid. 
Well, I guess I'll take a defensive position. So you use the dodge action? Yep. Okay. Is that what you're doing? I don't know what else to do. All right. So you just stand where you are and take the dodge action. Cool. Yeah. That brings us to the mares who are going to go second verse, same as the... Actually, hmm. I don't... Hmm. Okay, okay. One of them, Sid, appears in front of you. The undamaged one. And attacks cool. you. I'd like Great. to impose disadvantage I, with already, protection. Okay. It already had that. Uh, cool. That oh, is right, you're dodging. still going to be an 18 to hit. Yep, that's going to hit. Cool. Waste of a dodge action. I'm probably going to be unconscious. Well, we shall Actually. see. That is 10 bludgeoning damage. Mm hmm. And six fire damage. Oh, I'm going to half that. Okay, so half of 16 is eight. Great. Down to ten. One of them is going to peel off because it sees a soft target. Um, that can't be helped by its party members. No. Because <laughs> it's an idiot. An yeah. idiot soft target. <laughs> Look, Cherish is smart, not wise. <laughs> <laughs> Cherish. Uh-huh. You find yourself in the statuesque in-between place. That uh-huh. weird blue-gray sheen on everything around you. The difference being that this time none of your friends are with you. And you have a weird blue-gray outline around your personage. You can vaguely see the wispy forms of your friends in the material plane nearby. You also see a flaming horse wheeling around and coming straight at you. Yeah. Oh my. Oh no. What you also Is it see... it botch? It, 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 it does botch. Oh, and, shit! <laughs> and, 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 I thought the other thing was happening. And, Me and, too! Well, <laughs> I just sent you all a picture of the percentile roll I made when Cherish okay. went ethereal. And the reason this thing botches is because a black, six-fingered hand reaches down from 20 feet up as a pure black giant with a strange, featureless goat head grabs the nightmare. Its flames suddenly extinguish. (laughs) What? This town is so... We gotta go. (laughs) That's bad, right? That's so bad. It's so bad. You want to know why it's so bad? <laughs> Do you want to know why it's so bad? Uh, I don't know if I want to know why it's so bad. Well, we'll find I'm out in a s- moment because, Grawl, we are over to you. What am I supposed to do? There's <laughs> the one that's like now is, is visible, correct? The one that is visible now did not re-enter the ethereal plane. 
I missed the last part of that. What? It did not re-enter the ethereal plane. So it okay, did. so I can I can I can stabby stab that that flamey little horse person. It appears. Yeah. So. Excellent. Do it. Fantastic. Um, that being said, um, oof, I am going to. I am going to use uh, vampiric touch on this this fool. Okay. Because um, Reed needs health points. Mm-hmm. 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 fine. Yeah, girls, 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 gonna be fine. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be so tasty. Reed needs good. health points though. Yeah, yeah. Reed could use some more HP and sleep points. <laughs> um. All right. So my melee attack. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, is 17, seven, so 24. 24 to hit? Yep, That'll 24 hit. to hit. Great, cool. Um, and I'm making a melee spell attack? Yes, with the vampiric okay. touch. Cool, excellent. Um, so what is the vampiric damage? Hmm... Um, Okay. Uh, not great. Uh, one more. Oh yeah, cool. Thanks, thanks. D sixes, you suck. Uh, that's five. Five damage. But you get some hit points back. Yeah. Hey, and and you know what? You know what? There. Are we rolling up or rolling? Round up. I roll up. Okay. Cool. There are three of my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> you got those so three wonderful. favorite back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cherish. Yeah. Oh, so bad. <laughs> you stand bad, in stock silence and trembling terror as this 25 foot tall slender giant radiating these weird wisps of shadow turns its head towards you with a strange like ticking motion and you can see it has six eyes, three on either side of its head gleaming with this dull emerald light. It's six-fingered hand with the two little fingers on the side and the one large thumb off to one side. It's hooved, long, recurved legs tottering forward. I need you to make a constitution saving throw as you start your turn within 30 feet of this thing. Mm-hmm. Don't I go back to the material plane at the start of my turn, though? Do you? Is I'm pretty how- sure I do. I don't know how Blink works. Uh, roll a d20 at the end of each of your turns for the duration of the spell at on the a start roll of your turn or when this spell ends yeah okay so at the start of your <sighs> turn hmm interesting <sighs> so what so, so what goes first because I know I know what this is like I, it's the Nightwalker. like I know that at the beginning of your turn within 30 feet of me a constant same row so what goes first what goes first Mike <laughs> <laughs> I mean beginning of your turn I'm going to say roll me a constitution saving throw. Okay, Let's find that's out. fair. <sighs> no. It's a nine. Okay. So. I pee my pants. I pee him so bad. <laughs> As you tear your way back onto the material plane, that blue-gray misty state suddenly solidifying into color, you take... 13 necrotic damage. <laughs> okay, I'm down. <laughs> I poof back into the material plane unconscious. 
I'm assuming you're hey, everywhere. So tears hey, everywhere. <laughs> right next to you, Cherish reappears. I ran over to Sid, so oh, she's ac- she's actually thirty feet away. Yeah. I also thought the same thing. So everyone, give me perception checks real quick. All right, that was a thing. Uh, six. Fucker. Uh, twelve. Okay, Tirza, you still Jesus. notice Cherish reappearing and collapsing onto the grass. Uh, I will shout her name so that everyone <laughs> knows where she is. <laughs> oh, man. Which, uh, in fact, does bring us to Tirza's turn. Um. I actually, yeah, uh, okay. Cherish, at the end of your turn, you would make a death saving throw. Oh, that's true. Um, are there any ponies in? Yeah. In the worlds? Yeah, there's one right in front of me. <laughs> is there any pony? Um, uh, so when I go unconscious, any spells just they just stop. You going. lose concentration. Yeah. Okay. No, you're not going to re-blink. I don't have blink. to go back to material, the, the, the ethereal plane. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I got a 13 for my death saving throw. Alright, that's a save. That's one success. <laughs> Everything's coming up cherished. <laughs> so yes, Tirza, there is one fiery horse that is being currently flanked by Grawl and Sid. And the other one, I can't see. You don't know what happened to it, no. Okay. <sighs> we all know, but we don't know. But we know. It's yeah, okay. I'm gonna run back over to Cherish <laughs> and um, I'm going to heal you for five points. <laughs> okay. It's one of those just like, and clear! Yep. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Alright, uh, that will bring us to Sid. Okay, I'm going to stab this horse. <laughs> oh my god, run! <laughs> no! Cool. I'm fine. I've got it. Um, uh, stab that horse. God. Jesus. No. No, that's going to miss. Um, that is going to be... I mean, like a 12. Nope. So, nope. All right. I would like to bonus action. A disengage. <laughs> <laughs> Get the fuck away from this horse. Where do you run? Um, Closer to Tirza, I guess. <laughs> okay. <laughs> She's doing that. Yeah. Yeah. With 30 feet of movement after you disengage, you can get all the way to her. I, uh, say that one more time. With 30 feet of movement after you disengage, you can get all the way to Tirza if you want. Okay. Great. Fuck. Okay. I rolled a two and a three. Nice. So... <gasps> As Sid runs, the nightmare gives chase. Grawl, you're going to get an opportunity to attack against this thing, but it is going to try to run down Sid. Okay. Oh, come on, baby. Hey, there we go. Uh, hey, 25. 25 is going to hit. Great, cool. Great sword. Come on, baby. Uh, uh, that is 13. 13, alright, excellent. So, that is going... Yeah, so, it is going to charge towards Sid. Hmm. Grawl, give me a perception check. 
Ooh. Uh, 23. Oh, excellent. So, you see through your Eldritch Sight, which I'm assuming is still up. There's no reason you would have dropped it yet. Oh, correct. That it gets that blue-gray sheen yet again, mm-hmm. but then it doesn't vanish. And okay. crackling green-brown energy flares from the wound you just inflicted on it. Cool. And then it attacks Sid. Uh, for I would like to disimpose disim- disadvantage. Oh, okay. Well, I had already rolled one attack roll, so let's roll a second one and see if it's lower. <laughs> no, but that crit doesn't happen, so that's nice. Yay! I don't insta die. (laughs) Yay! (laughs) That's great. Love that. Waste of a crit. So (laughs) that is going to be. You're welcome. (laughs) Ten bludgeoning damage. Uh, What was what was the attack? Uh, The attack is going to be for nineteen to hit. Oh yeah, yeah, that does hit. Yeah. Uh, So Sid and Cherish laid. Well, dead. uh, Ten bludgeoning damage and. Unconscious. 13 fire damage. So it's a total of 23. I'd like to half that with uncanny dodge. Okay, to 12? Yeah. But I'm still unconscious. So. <laughs> <laughs> I tried, and really that's what matters. So a flaming hoof catches yeah. Sid in the head. God damn it. I only... Oh, don't stay unconscious for too long. That's bad for you. <laughs> that will bring us to Grawl. Okay, uh... One horse left. As far as you can tell. Uh-huh. How far is away is he now? About 30 feet. It just ran S- down Sid. Do you, does Grawl not still, still have Eldritch Sight? He does. And I mean, this horse did, is perfectly visible. Yeah. But did the other one, like, vanish into nothing? Basically, you've lost the... track of the fourth one, yeah. Okay. It's, shim- it's in little chunks, just kind of <laughs> floating weirdly, like in where a stomach would be on a night walker. <laughs> It's shimmering outline evaporated. Oh, lovely. Um, uh, okay. Uh, well, I'm going to do my full 30. And uh, I'm going to attempt to smack this turd. Okay. You're not currently flanking with anyone. Because okay. Tirza was leaning down and attempting to heal. And Sid's down. How, uh, I'm proud. How, how hurt is this thing? Like looking, how is it looking? Like it's it like it looks more Sunday angry than hurt. Oh, lovely, fantastic. Well, uh, okay, I am going to smack it with my great sword for two times. Okay, because I'm all out of fun, fun bit. So attack one, seven twenty-one. That'll hit. Okay, for seventeen damage. Cool. Oh. Didn't okay, like that. And attack two. Uh, <laughs> that's that's uh, that's a botch. Oh, oh my! Oh my god! And Sid so is decapitated. <laughs> All right. It's just it's it's just a real bad miss. Just roll okay. a six. Okay. Like, Cherish is revived by Tirza and then is immediately knocked <laughs> unconscious again by Grawl's attack. <laughs> by the backswing. All right, that <laughs> brings us to in fact Cherish. Uh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to cast Magic Missile as a third level spell. Okay, just rolling from the ground, just boom, 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 boom. Yeah. All right. 
She's like, <laughs> give me that missile damage. Tears of you are on deck. Okay, three, six, ten, twelve, fourteen. Fourteen, very nice. Not looking good. It seems as though this has gone from angry to injured to very hurt. Time to dip. Staying where you are, Cherish? Yeah. Cool. That will bring us to Tirza. Tirza, about ten feet away, there is a horse currently engaged with Grawl. Sid is on the ground just in front of you. I'm engaged. Well, oh, <laughs> when's the wedding? Soon. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to do a cool thing, but Sid got himself kicked in the head. Um... I, this And this horse How is now very hurt. Looks as though this horse is very hurt, yes. Okay, uh, cool. I will reach down and I will heal Sid for another 10. I'll take it. Sid back up to 10. I only get five. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't gotten any. I'm kidding. No. <laughs> that will, well, in fact, bring us back to Sid. So I'm just like... <gasps> Fuck this horse, and I stand up and I stab it. Okay, so you um, use half your movement to stand up, and then you yep. stab the horse. Alright. Oh, he betrayed me. You have advantage on this attack roll. It is pretty surrounded at this point. I am okay with that. Uh, that's going to be... I mean, it's probably going to hit, because it's a 26. Yeah, that'll hit. Yeah. Alright, motherfucker. Oh, I have a bunch of allies, so it... Oh, no, 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 no. I, never mind. I know how to do D&D. That's good. I'm glad you figured it out at this point. <laughs> That's one it of just us. It took yeah. like 30-something episodes, so it works. Yeah. Ooh. I know for a fact uh... that another character you play is a wizard, so if you hadn't figured out by now, I'd be worried. <laughs> Uh, 27 damage. Alright, so you pierce through the leathery hide of this thing, causing crimson flames to erupt outwards yet That's again, and everyone needs to make a dexterity oh, saving throw. Shit. Uh, yes. Everybody has plus two to that. And mm -hmm. Cherish, you are also I doing so at disadvantage, yes. Ooh, well, you should have given me more than a final fan point. <laughs> Well, I was trying to get rid of this horse, but... <laughs> One of those is a 19. <laughs> uh... Plus two? Yeah. 11. Cool. All right. No, 12. Sorry. Even better. No, 11. Sorry. <laughs> All right, then. It is 11. I, I apologize. <laughs> uh, mine's also 11. Mm -hmm. um, Jesus but, Christ! Uh, I want to. Um, <laughs> uh, is an attack roll or fail an ability check or saving throw? I'm gonna do saving face. I'm gonna get an extra. <laughs> I'm gonna get an extra <laughs> just in case. I'm gonna get an extra plus three to this too. So bring it up uh, to fourteen. Bring it up to fourteen. Okay. Okay. So okay. Hopefully that will. That's uh, help. so good. It's the last thing. I don't want to die on the it's last thing. So yeah. good. Sid? I got a 20. I got a 17 plus 2. I got a 19. Okay. So, Sid, as always, you just dodge right out of the way of this. 
<laughs> Our friends are maybe not so lucky. Tirza, you're taking half damage. Oh. Grawl. Mm-hmm. You are just barely taking half damage. Oh, oh thank God. Oh. Made about one. Oh, oh. 14 is exactly what you needed. Oh, no. Cherish. I mean, I'm still taking half damage. True, true, true. true. <laughs> it's still going to put me unconscious, though, I bet. <laughs> well, yeah. You just get boof back down. Because I rolled an 18, so that halves it to 9. Yeah, so I'm, I'm at negative 4. Alright, so you drop down to zero yet again as this last horse bursts in a huge plume of crimson flame. Yeah. And with that, the park is eerily silent as the last of these horses explodes. <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons, everybody. <laughs> I'm gonna reach reach down and uh, re-cherish you now have ten hit points. Cool. What happened to the other horse? You don't... I mean, you don't want to know, but like, I'm gonna tell you whatever come on out i'm like pushing myself the other three it's dead sid it's gone oh what happened did you kill it no i went to the ethereal plane and the night walker was there oh and you killed it no i bear i didn't make it out conscious I was right in front of it, and I just blacked out. Well, it's a good thing you made it back here, huh? Yeah. Do you... Do you think it's doing the same thing it was doing in Stormhaven? Tirza, I don't even know what it was doing in Stormhaven, so I don't know. I want to go to there. <laughs> no. Uh, I mean, yeah, you physically don't have a way to do that, so I'm not worried about you getting murked by a Nightwalker at the moment. So, as you all gather yourselves, brushing yourselves off, picking yourselves up from the end of this fight, pretty soon, marshals <sighs> of the Haven Guard are charging across the open lawns of the center green. And... Thanks, guys. You showed up just in time. (laughs) Don't worry, we got it. Problem solved. The fight lasted maybe a minute. Yeah. Yeah. And there were apparently lots of people who stuck around to the periphery of the park watching this fight happen. And as you're all picking yourselves up from probably about 100 feet away, there is a low woo! <laughs> yeah. Scrawl yeah. lifts up your sword. Yeah. As in like the victory motion, there's like a low yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't clap, don't clap. No, I shut up. I'm just, I was And yeah, I, I, there's probably a, a small crowd of uh, all told maybe a little over 20 people just around the edge of the park, saw this happen, and was just like, fuck yeah! (laughs) 
And can so, you get us some healing potions? Yeah, I need to. <laughs> hey, Tirza, can we go to the hospital? <laughs> Somewhere out in like the edge of the park, someone shouts, "I know that purple tiefling." <laughs> can I see who said that? Uh, you're a little busy, like that's true. Wheezing. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. <laughs> yeah! <sighs> yeah, you pick yourselves up and slowly totter away from the center of the park. There doesn't appear to be any horse corpses to loot. Corpses. Corpses. I just wanted some treasure. <laughs> we have to go where treasure is, okay? Horses don't carry treasure on them. Well, sure, horses don't usually your horses don't usually explode. Yeah, but even if they do, even if they weren't exploding horses, I doubt they're carrying treasure. It's like normal horses. <laughs> At this Saddle, point, saddlebags maybe. Saddle uh, yeah, but there weren't there, who wants to ride a flaming horse? A demon. Sorry, I'm not doing uh, my girl voice. And actually, right me devils, too. It's devil, I would also it's love devils. that. It's not actually important. I don't give a shit. <laughs> All right, where do you go? What do you do? The Haven Guard sort of just like congratulates you for stepping up and defeating some monsters. Did the sheriff show up at all? No. It's <laughs> fine. I would like to seek medical attention. Yeah, that would be good. <clears throat> okay. Cherish, you know that the free hospital is on the other side of the center green near the northwest chunk of town. Okay. So you pick yourselves up and begin limping across the park towards uh, the the free hospital that is not far from here. As you do, we pull up slowly from the center green. We see the eight main thoroughfares in their spokes on the wheel of Blue Gulch, circling this central park. And we see the rough ring of burnt grass etched around the edge of the water of the pond. Pulling back farther, it looks like the whole city is one large eye, the center of which has been burned to a blackened ring. Thankfully, the gazebo in the center of the island remains untouched. We pull back farther out through an orb of glass and a voice says oh that was a close one and I think it is there that we will end our session because as always you can find us on twitter at matcomrpg that's spelled m-a-t-c-o-m r-p-g we also have an email address which is materialcomponentsrpg at gmail.com We always love hearing from all of our listeners. 
including all the new listeners, because I've been noticing a, a big old spike in people uh, listening to the show. So welcome Yay! to any newcomers who might be here. Hello. Hello. Thank you. Thank howdy, you. To keep it thematic. Oh, yes. Howdy. Because, yeah. yes, reaching out to us on Twitter and email is always encouraged. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. In fact, you can reach me on Twitter at Elliot C. Lewis. Um, just so we kind of stay on this hype train, I'm going to kill my dad. I'm going to save my mom. I'm going to set my moms up on a date parent trap style. If anything happens, great. If not, whatever. I just want them to be happy. <laughs> I can follow that. Yeah. Men's. Yeah. Um, like, all right. Uh, hey, I'm on Twitter at cryoutolivia. Uh, Come hang out, TM. <laughs> um, and you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at the Um I figured I, I put in the first couple ones how to spell it, but uh, I, I don't think anyone knows how to spell the Readamus. That's T H E R E E D I M U S. Message me. Find find out what Grandma's secret recipe actually was because it. <laughs> Not really. Wait, a stick. it wasn't sticking a stick up your ass. No, 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 no. Oh, that oh. was a lie. I was he so excited about that. Shit. Master that's, of that's deception. For a Master thing. of deception. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that again, also grandma's secret. Um, yeah. Not the secret recipe though. Mm. Um, and I am not on Twitter, unfortunately. But if you really, really need to get hold of me, rate us on whatever uh, platform you listen to the podcast and mention my name. I don't know. Or or don't. Just rate us and listen to it, okay? <laughs> Indeed. And of course, if you wish to hear me uh, ramble on about all things pop culture, you can do so over at my other podcast, Panel Up. Uh, most recently, I believe we will be... When this episode comes out, I believe we will be talking about the John Wick franchise. Uh, what with the advent of the third John Wick movie, we're just going back and covering the whole series now. That it is complete, question mark? Having not seen the third movie actually yet, so I don't know. Podcast time travel is weird that way. True. But you can also talk to me personally on Twitter over at MKGorgoni, if you so choose to do such things. And of course, even though he is not currently in this episode, you can follow Omatep over at NPC underscore AN, because even when he is not here... Uh, physically or in spirit, he is, of course, an important NPC. Though he he was, brought us Cherish! He did, he did bring us Cherish, so I guess he was mentioned in, uh, in spirit. Yeah. Uh, anyway, thank you all so much for listening. As always, the world is chaos, so please be kind to one another. Have a good whenever it is you're listening to this, everyone. <laughs> Goodbye. Have a good one. Goodbye. Bye. See you. Thanks, everyone. Toodaloo.